sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum If you're looking for right It's the last party of the weekend. Welcome to 10 Drink Minimum. My name is Chris. I am your host. Let me bring in everybody real quick. And with me, as always, is Holly Ann. Hello. And Smiley. Hi, everyone. Oof, man. It's good to be back. It was a one-week layoff. I didn't feel well last week. <clears throat> feel better this week. How's everyone? How's everyone doing in the pre-lockdown? Uh, I feel like for me at least, mm-hmm. like lockdown is the same mm-hmm. as the last nine months. So right. I'm doing great. <laughs> James, how are you doing? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm. I'm doing great. The only thing I, uh, I just made sure to. I don't know if laundromats are essential, so I made sure to do all my laundry this weekend. Yeah, it's really the only thing. I would. I don't know. Is that a thing? Is yeah. I'd assume I that they know. are. Let me see. I figure just get out of the way. There's no one there. Like everyone was already acting like lockdown. There's yeah. two people in the laundromat, and I went on a Saturday. Hmm. I think so, but I mean, it's probably not a bad idea for at least two weeks. This is state by just state. Get that out of the way. I'm looking this up. Uh, declared an, as an essential business. Yes. I think also I wouldn't want my clothes tumbling oh. around. Ooh. After. Update though. You know? Not essential. What? In Nebraska. <laughs> oh, that is mean. I don't know why. That doesn't make any... It's weird. Like, there's a thing. Like, I typed in Google. I said, uh, is the laundromat an essential business? And they showed a map of the United States. And everywhere that it is uh, blue, it says essential statewide. And then Nebraska, like, every state is blue except for Nebraska. And it's like a light blue, which is undeclared. <laughs> so They're Maybe they just probably- haven't defined it. They're all, I don't know, this sounds suspect, washing your clothes. I don't know why I think that in Nebraska they sound like they're from the south. I don't know. <laughs> I just assume everybody in Nebraska yeah. lives in the country, but that's not true. There goes the listenership in Nebraska, damn it. Yeah, they're actually closer to Canada, so <laughs> they, they, I mean, when you compare them to us, but yeah, I guess they're like, I would say, now looking at the map, <clears throat> let me pull this up here. Because I used to live in Nebraska. Nebraska? Did you really? Gordon, Nebraska. Yeah. Nebraska is pretty much the middle of America. You know? Yeah. Look at it. It's One like, of my best friends is from Nebraska. Let's pull this up. Look at this. Like, no, I mean, it is almost like right in yeah. the middle. It's like the, oh, it is. the most middle state you could be in. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Interesting. And apparently they don't wash at the laundromat. <laughs> or it's not an essential thing. I don't know. Doesn't everyone just have a washing machine? Right. I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah. Um. Oh, Hamster Night. So I'm a little sleepy today because I okay. watched like four movies last night. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, we couldn't sleep. That's a, um, that's a but, lot of that's a lot of movie watching. Four movie like yeah. What what time do you start at? Like five o'clock. Like whenever we were done with the uh, Borellis oh, thing, yeah. after that ended, uh, maybe not four. I think it was like mm-hmm. three, but we fell asleep through the third one. Okay. Um, but we watched a really good movie. It's a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Chicago Seven. And if you've never oh, heard yeah. of the Ch- Chicago mm-hmm. Seven, uh, that's a crazy case. Oh yeah. Um, about people who they were um, protesting. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rubin. They weren't. Abby Ho- Jerry Rubin, Abby Hoffman, Bobby Seals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bobby Seal was actually gagged and bound mm-hmm. in court after he demanded the right to be heard. Be his own lawyer. He, he wasn't. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't the he wasn't represented by right. uh, their lawyer. Right. Um, and anyway, it was a beautiful movie. It was beautifully done. Um, and it tells their story really well. And I think everybody needs to hear that story. I think it's important. Right. And what's crazy is we started watching Saturday Night Live from season one on. Oh, oh like the original, uh, the first the first yeah. season? Yes, so Jesus. we have the Peacock app, and they have every season of Saturday Night Live. Wow. And Jason had never heard of the Chicago 7, mm-hmm. and we're on season two of Saturday Night Live, which would be 1976 right. into 77. And, uh, Bill yeah, Murray. There was a, yeah, and there was a guest that they said, uh, you know, you, you were the last one we caught. I don't know. They scrolled a bunch of names at the bottom, and it said the Chicago 7. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jason was like, who's the Ch- Chicago 7? And wow. we turned Netflix on. And it just so happened there was a movie there. So I highly recommend it. It's a great movie. Hi, Eric. Hey, from uh, Dos Pequeños and uh, True Consequences, Eric Carter-Landine. Yes. Nice. Um, but it's a really important case. And I, I think mm-hmm. they did a movie really well. Mm-hmm. Abby Hoffman is super hilarious. Uh, he's... They... Obviously, it's not really him. He no. passed away, but right. uh, yeah, they. I thought it was really, 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 really good. So when I was a kid, when I was a kid, they uh, <clears throat> every once in a while on HBO they would have a they would show plays that they had filmed, like they you know they were on mm-hmm. stage and everything. And the trial of the Chicago Seven was one of the plays, and wow. so I mean I'm a little kid, and you know you have like Bobby Seale screaming on TV, you know, like, and they gagged him to the chair and all that. So yeah. if you if you really want to know like factoid, so if you you watch Forrest Gump, when Forrest Gump is like in his military outfit and he ends up at that protest in D.C. and he comes on stage and there's yeah. a guy that was Abby Hoffman. Oh okay. Yeah, that was who that was supposed to be was Abby Hoffman. Abby Hoffman when I was a kid, you know, like like you don't really hear his name as much anymore as you do, you know, you did when I was a kid. Well, he had that book called yeah. Steal This Book. Mm-hmm. Yep. And apparently a lot of people stole it. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, yeah. I think he ended up killing himself, if I'm right. He did. Yeah. He, he killed himself yeah. in 1989. Yeah. My mom My mom would always say that he didn't have any, any there was no, no uh, nobody to fight against anymore. He didn't have anyone, but I'm sure there was more than that. But she would always, you know, she said that because she was, my mom's a big protest person. So, I, you know, I knew who all, you know, all about that stuff. But like when I was a kid, you, you know, on HBO, that show, that that play was always on, and it, you know, and I was like, "Where's Fraggle Rock?" You know, I was just pissed <laughs> off. 
all the time because that play was on instead of Fraggle Rock or whatever I wanted to watch. And then now as an adult, I would probably watch the play, you know. Yeah. But Uh, I need to watch it. If you're looking looking for a good movie, it was really, really good. It has Joseph Mm -hmm. Gordon-Levitt. He kind of plays a shithead, doesn't he? Yeah, he plays he plays the shithead. Um, and then right after that, we watched Snowden. Uh-huh. Oh, good film. Which also stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You went on a and... you went on a G, uh, JGL marathon, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, Jason was like, "What is that movie?" Because it was in the yeah. more like this or whatever. Then, then you watched um, Five Hundred Days of Summer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> then we watched. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> But uh, Snowden, Jason didn't know, or Hamster didn't know anything about Snowden either. Yeah. What? Yeah. Does he, he watch the news? Like, That's new he, too. Yeah. Yeah. He he doesn't. Uh, he didn't really pay attention much to politics <clears throat> until we got together, and I ruined him. Oh dang! Um, now he's all. <laughs> now, now he's, he's all ruined. It. Ooh, Fraggle Rock. Yeah. I keep saying they need to bring back Fraggle Rock. Well, they he... brought back Muppet Babies. Here's like so whenever right before COVID, uh, at the Natural History Museum, they had the Jim Henson mm-hmm. exhibit, and oh, yeah. I went. I went and I, in, in December, and man, it was it was fantastic, right? And <clears throat> at first, I was like, "Oh, this you know, this is great for kids." And the longer I walked through it, I was like, "You know what? These kids don't know what most of this stuff is. You know, yeah. like they don't know what you know." the Muppet movies were or Labyrinth or all that or the Muppet TV show. That was more of our like, you know, age generation. Yeah. But it was really and awesome. Also, what, what's that? Henson didn't Henson really tried to stray away from doing kids stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, uh, well, and the first, watched... the, the first uh, episode, like the pilot of the, the Muppet show was called sex and violence. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, his early stuff was real, like surreal. Like he was like yeah. a real surreal like artist. Like he would make videos and they would just be crazy. But <clears throat> the cool thing was is you know they had like they had different things there that were like they had like some of the fraggles there and I was like holy shit you know I was like whoa. Cool. And one thing that really always irked me was like <clears throat> you had the the Muppets and then mm-hmm. they take they went and made the Muppet Babies which were great. But like, why would you take something that's cool, like like puppets, and then make it animated? Like you already, you know. To watch. Well, but the Muppets are, are. I mean, there are children can already watch oh. the Muppet. But like, why oh. why would you why would you do it in animation instead of just doing it? I'll, pup- I'll yeah. tell you right now, yeah. Danny Cheaper? won't watch anything that's not animated. Oh really? The dozers are the best. I think James hits it like cheaper because then they did the Fraggle Rock. They did they did Fraggle Rock animated, and I was like, yeah. Eh. I mean, it's probably more affordable, plus yeah. kids don't care. Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy about Jim Henson, too, is watching the first and second season of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. The whole first yeah. season, every episode, um, Jim Henson mm-hmm. had his Muppets. Yeah. He had specific Muppets. And uh, also, George Carlin hosted the very first episode of Saturday Night Live. And, and he's high on coke. So high. You can see him like They're grind. He's like he's coke. like grinding his teeth. Like when he's like doing his yeah. his stuff, you're like, oh wow. Well, and Belushi is literally sweaty the entire fucking time. <laughs> he's just sweaty. He's just and sweaty. you can tell when he got more money for more coke mm-hmm. because uh, towards the end of the second season, which is where we're at, mm-hmm. he he lo- he loses a lot oh. of weight and he's a lot sweatier. Starts- Super sweaty. 
Oh, that's right. Jimmy Dean show had Rolf the dog. Like yeah. if, if, if the once COVID lets up and that exhibit keeps going, people really need to see it. It's amazing. Um, you see like the 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 genesis of like Kermit and then how he like evolves. And he was on I can't remember the original show, but it was <clears throat> he was like a side character on the on the when he first came out. Yeah, it's like something in Friends. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I vaguely remember it. And then, yeah, like Jim, like Rolf the dog. So that's the thing. The Muppets were not like a show at first. They were used in commercials for like yeah. all kinds of products. And then Rolf the dog, like he's like they were saying he was on the Jimmy Dean show. Mm. Yeah. It had to be uh, it had to be financed by a uh, an English company. Yeah, I think so. And then syndic yeah. and then syndicated mm-hmm. to CBS because CBS didn't want to uh, do the production costs. Right. Hmm. But so, it was, uh, I it was produced right out of the UK. So they could show it in the UK, Canada, and the US. Well, and and here's when I realized that it really wasn't – that exhibit really wasn't for kids is they had this um, video room where you could go in the video room and watch like behind – like it was pretty pretty much like ta- like th- behind the scenes of a lot of the stuff they were doing. And mm-hmm. it, people would bring their kids in there and the kids would sit there for like 30 seconds and then just get up and want to run off. And the parents, you could tell, like yeah. wanted to stay. And – I was like just fascinated by it because it was like a, a scene where you had all these these uh, Muppets in a Viking ship and they were all Vikings and they were all singing and the ship was moving. So then they show the scene and then they go behind it and you have like five dudes laying on top of each other, like literally like with their hand mm-hmm. up and then each one of them had a little TV so they could see mm-hmm. and then they had the headset with the microphone on it so they could sing. So they're like laying underneath on top of each other on this rolling ship. Under, they're underneath it and people are pushing it, like squatting and pushing it. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, just something that looks so simple and easy is just painful. Like I was wondering, oh, yeah. cause like you'd see like Hanson oh, and them crazy. after like, they would always like do this, like they, you know, cause they had the puppet on here and they would just like sit there and like watch a monitor and talk. And I was like, I wonder if he had like shoulder problems after a while, you know? Cause I mean, that yeah, was like the... They're constantly like this. What's, yeah. what's that famous? The famous one with Kermit. He's in the swamp. Um, oh, um, Rainbow Connection. Yeah, the Rainbow Connection. That's yeah. that's one of the uh, the be- like one of the interviews I read with uh, Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. He like hated filming that because he had to be in a little underwater tank. Oh, like I believe crap it. Oh my god! In a freaking yeah. underwater tank mm-hmm. as he does this whole thing. Oh, that's right. And he said he, he couldn't he couldn't move correctly for three yeah. days. Because he was crammed the in that. that has to go behind that. Well, Good God. And then after a while, they, they you know, because they were really innovative. They created a thing where, like, he could put Kermit anywhere. And then they had a radio thing. And he had, like, a mouth that looked like Kermit's. And he put his hand in it. And, and it was radio controlled. And, and oh. he could be, like, like, 20 feet away. And he could sit there and, like, move the head and the mouth. And I'm sure. I bet he was grateful when yeah. that happened. And then, like, <laughs> someone came up with that. Yeah. So they did. And, uh, He's all there has to be a better way. <laughs> and the doozers, the doozers for Fra- Fraggle Rock. I mean, I, if people don't like Fraggle Rock, I apologize for talking too much on it. The doozers were like, they were on a little stick, and <clears throat> it came out of the bottom of their feet, and they they really hadn't barely any like they they would tw- like the, the the stick at the bottom was so you could hold it, and then it had a little knob on the bottom, and you could, you could just literally twist it uh, left and right, and it would like make the make each doozer do different things. Like they would like wave, wow. or or like their arms would move like this, or like their arms would go up. Like they just did, you know. But the illusion was, is there were so many different ones that 
<clears throat> they could, you know, whatever one they needed to move in the scene. And they weren't on camera that long. So that was kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I love like, the doozers. It's yeah. so cute. So what other um, what other movies did you watch? So we watched Snowden, uh-huh. um, Chicago 7. And then Jason started watching, Hamster started watching, uh, what was that movie he started watching? I fell asleep, so it wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably something action-y, to be okay. honest with you. I, I, um, oh, the sweet sounds of explosions. Me, 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 yeah. me, me, me. I fall asleep in action movies. I can't yeah. explain it. I hate them. I find them boring. The writing is never to my liking. Nah. So, yeah. um, but uh, it, also we've been watching a lot of soccer. Well, it's the European break because everybody's playing in the uh, national teams. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know how that works. I don't. I don't actually. Go, Oh, so I just I learned about this. It's pretty cool. I got my United glass here. Ooh. So um, when they're playing in the national games, what happens is, like, let's say there's an American playing in Ireland. You go back and you might be asked to play for your national team. Right. Which means whatever country of origin you're from, you go and play on that team. So, like, Ronaldo is playing for Spain right now their national team and he oh oh dan not even gonna oh no um uh but so ronaldo he's in spain right now and he missed like basically the easiest goal that you could possibly get (laughs) no one was in it for his national team yeah he just literally like it's a give you goal like oh man you know here and he he missed it but the funniest thing that has come out of soccer this week is uh, Gunnar Soros, which is the great name. Uh, great name. Huh? Great name. Yeah. <laughs> Gunnar Soros is a mascot for Arsenal, and he's a little dinosaur, and he like shoots a cannon. Well, he had to be laid off because oh, of no! COVID. No. And so a bunch of the big teams bigger teams had pitched in their salary to keep people afloat mm-hmm. and this asshole that i'm not even going to mention his name yeah there he is um not even going to mention his name but he would not pitch in for these people to stay but then he decided to pay for gunner Soros to come back and uh <laughs> today he's back oh okay uh so take that as you will but gunner Soros is back um yeah and like six Liverpool, so obviously I'm a Liverpool fan. Um, six Liverpool players of our eleven starting team, which is a big chunk of that. They all are either injured, and then uh, um, Salah, he got COVID nineteen, and he was like our last hope. Like they all have songs written about them, and they are out oh, for damn. a while. So, That's not good. I don't know how our season is going to go. So there's your weekly soccer update. <clears throat> Sounds like your season's going to be shit. Yeah, we're 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 freaking out over here. He's out poop. No good. <laughs> um, Sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. I found the sleeper hit show of the second half of COVID nineteen. Ooh, what is it? It's going to be the new rage. <clears throat> I mean, people like. Uh, I mean, have you ever watched the Great British British Baking Show? Yes. Do you love it? Yes. Okay. 
Have you ever watched uh, Forged in Fire? Yes. Yes. Do you love it? Love it. Okay. Uh, surprisingly love it. Uh-huh. I randomly watched it one time, and I was like, I can't stop watching <laughs> right. you're like, You're like, look at this guy's tang. That's too short. <laughs> and people are like, what are you talking about? So on HBO Max, <laughs> there is a show, and my lady friend's like, have you heard about this show? And then she's like, let me show you a trailer. And I go, no, let's just watch it because everything you're saying <laughs> sounds like gold. So okay. imagine a show <clears throat> like The Great British Baking Show, like yeah. Forged in Fire, which actually Forged in Fire, they based it off of The Great British Baking Show. Right. So imagine, that makes all sense, then. So imagine that premise where they okay. do makeovers for dogs. What? <laughs> it's called hot dog spelled h-a-u-t-e and then dog d-o-g and it is hard to not did all my dreams just come true it's almost impossible to stop watching it it's like oh my god you know do they change these dogs lives mm-hmm so they do like it's kind of like you know forged in fire where they'll be like, you're gonna make a classic Bowie knife. The twist is <laughs> you're gonna use a bicycle chain, you know. Yeah. So in one of the episodes they were like, you know, normally they just do like a breed. They they do like a, a first challenge which is a, a, all the same breed, right? Okay. And they have a like a, a poodle or what? Yeah, I, I have a feeling the more I watch it, there's gonna be a lot of poodles because you can really sculpt the poodle, you know. Yeah, but, and how would you know that if you hadn't started watching the right. show? And crazy. so, and so then, like finally, like they did, they did some twists. They're like, usually we do all the same breed, but what we're doing today is it was an all rescue dog show. And I was like, oh wow! And they're all these rescue dogs are already rescued, but you know the theme is is blah blah blah. But then the second half, like they call it the main event, and it's like M A N E, you know. Uh huh. They're like, these dogs have not been rescued. So you have to make the dog look the best so it can be rescued. And it's just like, oh, my God. You know, you're like, (gasps) you know. (laughs) It's all the things I love. Competition and Mm -hmm. dogs. We just got, uh, Hamster just got Mitchell. So our whole family has Liverpool gear. Yeah. And Mitchell will sit with Hamster when Mm -hmm. he gets up early for a soccer game because I'm not a morning person. So sometimes... I'm like, eh, I'll catch up with it later. Um, but Mitchell will go and sit with him and watch soccer. And uh, Hamster had been putting his scarf on Mitchell. But oh, wow. uh, Hamster got Mitchell a hoodie that says you'll never walk alone. Uh-huh. And it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, man. Aww. Well, on this show, the host's name is Matt Rogers. So from what I've heard, they let him play with the dogs before they film so that they're comfortable with him. Uh. And uh, this one episode, like, there was this the rescue dog. And they brought, like, they bring him out and they'll wash him and, you know, and they, they have, like, these stations behind him. And this one black dog was just, like, freaking out. And the guy grabbed her and he's like, he's like, I know that she's freaking out. And he's like, and I know a lot of dogs that freak out like this. So he took her out of the water and he, he pulls out a mini blow dryer, super tiny. And he all has it far away. And he's all, and they're like, look at the little blow dryer. And he's like, this is my blow dryer for dogs that are, are skittish. 
And then he just, like, held her, like, with his arm around her so she was, like, safe. And then he did the little thing. And uh, I'm not going to tell you if he won or not, but it was like, I hope he wins, you know. Oh, and then, so whoever wins the first challenge wins a Uh squeaky bone. And during the second challenge, they can choose at any time to use the squeaky bone. And it makes the other two people have to sit down for five minutes and not, they can't do anything. Chris, what minutes. you're telling me is making me so excited. Oh, man. I want to go out and get a subscription to HBO Max now. I told Sabrina. Just to watch the show. I told Sabrina, my friend Sabrina, about it. And I was like, and she's uh-huh. like, you're making every fucking bit of this up. And I was like, no. And I sent her the trailer. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, oh, my God. She's like, I got to watch this immediately. I was like, right. <laughs> that's just everything about that is such a perfect show yeah and i didn't know i so, mean dogs you add dogs mm-hmm. to anything and it makes yeah. it automatically oh, yeah. better yeah one of them they had to make the dogs look like other animals you know? oh, <laughs> and uh, i didn't know there was like dog safe glitter and dog safe paint oh, yeah. and you know yeah. they, they like airbrushing the dog and shit you're like what the hell you know, there's dog-safe dye, dog-safe nail polish, all the things. I don't, I don't want to ruin it, but there's a Western theme one, and the guy cuts the dog's back legs to look like shaps, and then the dog has no. the dog has boots on. This is not real life. <laughs> totally... I need to watch this show. <laughs> it's amazing. Immediately, I was like, "Oh my god!" And uh... this is this is craziness. <laughs> and the host is great. The judges are fantastic. Um, it's so good. Um, the one judge, she's a celebrity. I can't think of. Let's see. Let me. What are their names? She she host, she created a show. Um, on HBO, uh, stylist Jess Rona, and actor comedian Robin Thede. Do you know her? I don't. She is like every. She's like her big stick on this show is like she's really funny. And uh, they change her, like, look every show, like her hair, whatever, like every episode. She looks way like there was a time I thought it was a different person. Let me bring it up. But I want this job. I want a job on that show. Yeah. That's her. But like, she's always she always looks different. Um, And every episode, whatever dog they bring out, she's like, I want one of these dogs. (laughs) And I just laughed. Whatever, Ming Chen. Like, you know anything about podcasting, sir? I'm just kidding. It's called podcasting. Have you heard of it? Have you, have you heard Chen? of it? It's all the rage in the COVIDs. <laughs> um, speaking of dogs, so um, uh, the other, so last week, Christopher was sick. Mm-hmm. And on Monday, I wanted to make sure he was okay. And uh, Mitchell was being cute, and nobody on the planet enjoys pictures of Mitchell except for I Christopher. Do. I do. You enjoy, <laughs> like Chris. Love he gets legitimately excited. <laughs> so I sent Chris like the cutest picture ever of my dog, <laughs> and he got so excited. Nobody else in my life, like if I send people pictures of Mitchell, they think I'm crazy. Right. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Well, so like at my old job, they knew. If I was looking at a, a cute picture of a dog, because I'd be like, "Oh, that's my noise." <laughs> so when I was watching Hot Dog on on Saturday night, I was like, every other moment, I was like, 
oh, like just constantly. That was like the noise, and like my neighbors were probably like, "What is going on down there?" That's the weirdest sex noises I've ever heard. Right? They're like, they're like, look at this dog who now looks like a panda, and I'm all, oh. And my, I'm like, look at her, and they, the dog would look sad, and I'm like, no, don't be sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried to talk uh, Hamster into us getting a new puppy because I have puppy fever so bad. Not that Mitchell does not, you know, fill my dog love tank up, but I just I if if I could have it my way, I would have thirty dogs running around my house <laughs> at all times. Um, and Hamster said a big hell no to that because I convinced Hamster to let me keep two of the kittens that our cat had. Yeah. So now we're up to a lizard oh. and three cats and a dog. So yeah, he said, "Hell no." So did you? Okay, keeping so those in chickens the, were kind of a godsend, huh? Yeah, I, I have something to talk about. <laughs> I forgot about this. So did you guys? Do you guys watch The Mandalorian? I don't want to do any spoiler thing, yes. but there's so yes, do. so you don't watch it at all, I James? What? I don't have Disney. Oh, okay, man. Oh. Once season two's I'll over, I'll give you a password. Right, I was gonna say once season two two's over, get it for like a week and then burn through them. It's fantastic. Oh, I'm I'm down with that. I'm I'm currently on the the Shutter Channel as oh, my man. month subscription. Oh. For free. So did you see I the big? That. You know, the baby Yoda is like everywhere and people love him. But did uh, you see that they tried to cancel? They tried to cancel him the other day. Did you see that? No, hmm. I tried to cancel my baby Yoda. You didn't hear about that. So are you not caught up, no. uh, Holly? I'm. Well, I'm caught up, but I don't understand. They tried to cancel. Oh, mm-hmm. you mean like in the episode? No, no, no. Cancel culture. Oh. So I'm, this isn't any kind of spoiler. So there's an yeah. episode, the episode that aired last week. The, yeah. the In the quest to do what they're doing, they are tasked to take this frog lady oh, to yeah. another planet so that she can have her eggs fertilized by her mate and they're the last two of their kind well the 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 eggs are in this big like jar that is like a backpack and they keep putting the backpack down and the baby yoda will take the top off and he'll eat the eggs he's eating the eggs out of the thing well in essence if you've grown up on any kind of farm they're unfertilized eggs it's the same thing that you or i goes to the grocery store and eats they're unfertilized eggs but people are like, it's cute. I can't believe the baby Yoda was eating these eggs for this this uh, uh, race that is going to be wiped out. First of all, it's a it's a First fictional all, show. A yeah, he's a baby. It's a fictionalized program, <laughs> yeah. and he's a baby. He doesn't know if any better. Anything, cancel Mando. <laughs> no, First he, of all, he didn't tell Frog Lady. He he stops the baby over and over. He does, but he doesn't yeah. prevent him from doing it anymore. He does in the in the next one. Yeah. Well, yeah, but okay. you know what I'm saying yeah. is like, come on, yeah, like you're gonna blame a baby right. Yoda. That just sounds hilarious. It, it, it's it pretty is. funny actually. I yeah. I laughed when you said it. I was like, <laughs> 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 but people legitimately, people legitimately oh, got angry. <laughs> like, oh my god! I'm like, are you fucking kidding me on this fictional? That's why I don't like vegans. Yeah. Okay to eat eggs. They're unfertilized egg, you know. A freaking egg. Yeah. It's my favorite por- form of protein. <laughs> yeah, but it was really but funny. Oh, go was, ahead. Go ahead. Even if it was like a full 
baby creature, okay? It's fiction. Like, it's not like he's savagely eating human children. Um, no. You know? And it's fiction. Also, he's a baby. Well, it was like he was sneaking deviled eggs, like I right. did as at Easter. <laughs> right, you know? right. I'm seeing it in my mind's eye. It just sounds it sounds so cute and hilarious. It's it's amazing, yeah. And uh, one of my favorite things is like I watch a lot of things. I don't know why. Like I watch a lot of things with closed captioning. And uh, man, I've really been noticing a lot of like really funny funny things in the closed captioning now. So in the episode <laughs> this week. You know the the frog lady is yeah. they get off the off the ship and she like makes a noise and it goes <laughs> yells in frog. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like yells in frog. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I mean, was... I don't know how else you would describe it. No, it was just um, really funny because I was like, I had to like rewind it. I was like, did it just say yells in frog? <laughs> So, Chris, how are you feeling about this season so far? Because Hamster and I are kind of like. Kind of what? You know, we're just kind of like, when is it going to pick up? I don't know. Oh, man. It just seems... Really? I think it's been fantastic. I mean, it's been good, but it's just, I don't know. If you haven't caught what... up and you don't like spiders, the second episode is not good. Oh, yeah. that's a, That Ooh. was a crazy thing. Yeah. There's just been a lot of, like, story, like, I don't know. I think that there's... I guess they're building the story slowly. Did you watch the episode this week? Yes. I thought that was fantastic. I mean, it was good, but I still feel like the story is moving slow. Man. What are they doing? Where are they going? And there's been all kinds of, like, cameo. Like, so the... I'm trying not to ruin it for people who haven't seen it. There's a female Mandalorian that pops up, and she's from, like... She's from other yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, she's from uh, Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think maybe what my problem is, to be honest, is last season we waited until it had almost ended and binged it. Or maybe they released more episodes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, And so maybe I'm just kind of feeling like one episode isn't enough. So oh, I'm yeah. Just being a spoiled well, brat. I feel like as a culture we get like that. We're like, what is this weekly shit? You know, like, oh, yeah. you know, I, I, I never stopped that. You I guys know. know that. Oh yeah. Every Thursday, every Thursday I watched a new episode of, uh, supernatural and the new episode of discovery. Yeah. Mm. Well, I watched Grey's anatomy, which Grey's anatomy this week blew my mind. I don't even, I know I've never, I just saw like, all I saw was a post Grey's anatomy yeah. is like, uh, game of Thrones. Every time you love somebody, they'd get killed. And that's all yeah, I know. Well, that's all I know. And so this season, though, I thought I think it's really cool because they're representing the healthcare workers, and they started oh, the nice. season in April of 2020, mm-hmm. where you see what these doctors have had to go through. Oh yeah, this whole time. Oh, that's cool. And they they go through like a PPE shortage and uh-huh. all of that stuff. So it was very um, heart wrenching. Oh, that's pretty cool though that they've like. You know, let's address that. And it was the first television show since COVID where I haven't been like, why aren't they wearing masks? Because mm-hmm. um, they're wearing masks. Oh, yeah, yeah, but Why yeah. are you in a crowded elevator right now? Well, and Why are you so close? That's an interesting fact uh, or interesting thing because like, so tomorrow for people who don't live in New Mexico, 
They've uh, issued another shelter in place for so for the next two weeks. We're going to be on a hundred percent lockdown. Um, yeah. Only essential businesses, you know, laundromats apparently, um, grocery stores <laughs> and such. Um, but I one, have a medical pass. But uh, yeah, but I don't know if you guys saw this. There's another industry that there's one industry they did told that they didn't have to close down. Liquor stores, liquor stores, liquor stores. No, they, they're fine. They're fine. Oh good. But uh, the movie industry. Oh. Hot damn. Yeah. They don't have to shut down here. Right. But like, good. and I brought that up and I was like, kind of like, I was like, well, that's kind of odd. And then someone corrected me. They're like, actually, uh, someone showed them like what they have to do. And it's pretty intense. Yeah, you know, like crazy. they, like what, yeah, they all have like their little pods that they have to stay in. You can't yeah. cross contaminate between other pods. So that's, you know, that's good. And like, I'm not saying people need to go to, go to work for my entertainment, but like for people's mental health, we still have to have stuff to watch. I mean, we're but... running out of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once if, once if... hot dog is all, I don't have any more episodes. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. I am out of true crime things to watch. Yeah, and I blew through uh, True Consequences. Oh so wow! I uh, I am tapped out oh dang the true crime did you already do the uh, billy the kid one no oh he did a new one did on billy, billy the kid, the kid one? yeah he just put it out oh i haven't listened to that i try to save it for mondays mondays are my me time day now mm-hmm. so nice um but yeah so uh i have been in my true crime groups just trying to solve murders yeah. um <laughs> nice <laughs> Uh, but we had a crazy true crime happen this week in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Really? And Yes. And I think this could start a pretty good discussion. Okay. Um, so uh, about a week ago, or maybe this week, I don't know, a few days ago, whatever, it's COVID. I don't know what the days are anymore. Yeah. Um. Uh, a guy murdered his girlfriend oh. and her grandpa and live streamed it. In oh, La- wow. In Las Vegas? Is this a kid that like they, they went and found him and he has like no remorse? He doesn't give a shit about it? Or is that um, somebody else? Well, that's kind of hard to say. So here's, here's why mm-hmm. I'm even bringing this up. Okay. And like one, I think it's important to talk about like why would anybody watch that? No. Also... Um, there, there are people that are like requesting the video, I guess people screen recorded it. Um, and so after Facebook took it down, like they should have, um, there are sick individuals out there who want to watch this. Um, and I think we have to remember, I think someone recorded it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to remember with things like that. These people have a family, these people have friends, these people have, you know, I mean, just imagine. But on top of that, the more important thing is, if you dig deeper into the guy who did this, he was the one who robbed a bank in Taos, New Mexico in okay. 2018. Um, and his mom said that, um, not that she was excusing the bank robbery, but she wanted people to pay attention because her son suffered a grand mal seizure, was in a coma. When he woke up, he was more aggressive. He His oh. brain was... You know, just he wasn't mm. himself. And she kept trying to tell people and the cops kept telling her 
that there was nothing they can do because the way the laws are set up here in New Mexico, you can't commit somebody against their will. And obviously you don't want cops like arresting somebody for nothing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Not Um, here. And and quite honestly, I'm going through kind of an ordeal similar in my own personal life. I'm not going to get into details because crazy stuff happens with people like that. But Mm -hmm. Uh, she's been telling people for years now that her son needed help and nobody would do anything. So get this. He went and bought gun, a gun mm-hmm. and he had said he would, he had bought the gun to kill his niece and nephew and instead ended up at, um, his girlfriend's house. He was, he makes outrageous claims about why he did it and all this stuff. Um, you can tell he's mentally unstable. So, like, when are we going to have that discussion? Because as somebody who has been dealing with this the last few months of, mm-hmm. like, trying to get help for a situation where you're worried about somebody's mental stability, like, don't you think we should prevent these kinds of things from happening until it, instead of just waiting until somebody live streams a murder? Right. Okay. I'm pulling you know, up the article. It's crazy. But live streaming murders apparently is a big thing now well there's a movie that's out or it's coming out i saw the preview for it where it's about a guy who's like a uber or lyft driver and he picks people up and he live streams killing them it's crazy there's a guy on tiktok who uh he was having a an ongoing feud with his neighbor yeah and people were enjoying those videos so he got into a fight with his neighbor, lured them over to his house, tased them and stabbed them, and his wife posted the video to TikTok as he was being put in the cop car. Jeez. Like, do you guys think this is where our culture is going? Yeah. And oh yeah. You know. Definitely. I think I think I that was, I think it's it's always been there. Yeah. I think it's really yeah. changed. I mean, you have these I people think now that we just have it's mm-hmm. easier to do it. People want to be famous. Yeah. They want to be like quick famous. They don't want to work for it. They don't want to actually get out. They don't want to have to go to auditions. They don't want to have to be a good singer or play in a band or practice. They just want to be quick famous, you know? Right. And I mean, go ahead. Well, now, and, and plus, and plus they, uh, they have their keepsakes last forever and everyone gets to see it. They don't have to like right. keep right. something to remember yeah. it by. It's always there. It's on the internet. That's true. Right. But yeah. You know, like, remember that time I killed someone? I can look it up right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, when I was growing well, up. I can't... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. No, go for it. Oh, I was just saying that I can't tell you the number of times because I'm into true crime stuff mm-hmm. that I will accidentally happen upon a video I don't want to see. Because, again, I'm going to reiterate just because you're a true crime fan doesn't mean you want to see no. something happening. Um. And I will see, like, a video that, like, the title doesn't say that it's, like, an actual... Those are what we used to call snuff films. Yeah. And you used to have mm-hmm. to, like, order them. And they would come to you in a VHS, you, you know? You couldn't order them. You had to go buy them on the underground somewhere. <laughs> like, no, if someone was getting know, really I mean, killed, yeah. Oh, I see I what you're saying. I obviously never yeah. bought them. But, yeah. you know, I'm saying somehow you would procure them. Like, faces of and, death. Yeah. 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 And I just... I think it's it's kind of weird that now yeah. there's just snuff films on YouTube and you don't even know what you're clicking on. Yeah. Um, well, they had those well, in my, uh, my EMT classes. Yeah. 
<clears throat> we go through them like frame by frame so you can see exactly what happens when someone gets shot in the head. Yeah. And they'll right. click and you see right here how their eyes puff out slightly and then go back in. What's happening right there? And you're like, okay, and you're taking notes. Jesus. Wow. Well, and you see right here, mm-hmm. at this point, his entire brain has liquefied and so it's a soft pout on top of his yeah. mouth and then two more clicks. And now his brain is literally falling out of his mouth. And you're like, gross. <clears throat> well, I don't, I don't know if Things Eric... Still- I don't know if Eric is still on Eric Carter lending, but uh, he posted a thing. So he hosts the show, you know, the, the podcast true consequences. Yeah. And um, so his brother was murdered and they never caught the killer or they never, they never, they never arrested him. And right. uh, someone, one of the days for one of his episodes posted underneath boring. Ugh. And he was like, um, I'm sorry that this this case where someone was killed isn't entertaining enough. He went off on a thing, you know. I'm paraphrasing what he said, yeah. but it's like it's like I, I get the true crime, you know, like infatuation by people. But you yeah. have to remember that someone someone died, or many people died. Who knows? Family. This is, yeah, and don't you know. you know? Don't be like, oh, this is a boring story. No, this is a story. He, you know, like if people like him. They're actually telling a story not to so much entertain as they're trying to like, you know, edu- educate, bring awareness, or maybe even help catch who did it. You know? Yeah. They'd be like boring. And so do oh. I think this is the way we're going? Yeah, absolutely. Because we're getting desensitized to things. Um, like when I was a kid, if you wanted to be a rock star, you and your friends got in a garage and you, like Dave Grohl said, you you work your ass off and you suck for a real long time. And yeah. maybe you make it, maybe you don't. Depends on how hard you work. Now you go yeah. wait, you go wait in line so you can be in front of a judge on TV. That's how it yeah. works. Yeah. yeah, it's just you know. Well, and the same thing with comedy. It's like you yeah. have to suck for a long time, and now you have people who you know they post their comedy on TikTok now and yeah, get bajillions of followers. And it's yeah, it's like quick, and you know, you know, you, you it's there's no no work for it and and so you have these people that are like well i you know i'm not funny or i can't play music what could i do well i could you know do something notorious and then be famous for being notorious i don't know but that's but that's been around for a long long time yeah yeah i just think it's um i don't know i'm begging people like if you see something Mm -hmm. like that um you know don't no don't screen record it don't it, mm. just imagine that that's your sister Absolutely. or your best friend or your wife or whatever and yeah. think about you know just if you have video of that live stream like please delete it off your phone let me ask you this don't. have you seen the movie highwaymen on netflix yeah it's a brilliant movie but that goes to tell you that like mm-hmm. this has been around for a long time Oh yeah, when they were like grabbing at the bodies and mm, yeah. taking pictures of yeah. them. And, yeah. yeah. Do you know what it's about, James? I don't. So it's about the two guys that caught Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. it's fantastic. Like I did not I kind of skipped it and I was at my parents' house and my dad was like, You haven't seen this? I was like, No. And he's like, Let's watch it. And I was like, eh, okay, and then I was riveted. It's fantastic. It's uh, Kevin Costner and uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And uh, at the time, the governor had uh, banished the Texas Rangers, and so they couldn't catch Bonnie and Clyde. They couldn't catch them because people were protecting them. 
Like they were, yeah. they were like Robin Hood because it was the depression and, you know, they were giving away money. And so people didn't care if they killed people. People didn't care if they robbed banks because they gave the money to poor people. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, they started getting, you know, more famous and they were killing cops. Like, a, you know, a cop would pull them over and they'd just get out of the car and just mow them down with a machine gun, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so they sent these two guys, they sent these two Texas Rangers after them because they were like, they were retired, but they were the two guys that like, they knew they were going to, they were going to hunt them till they, like they were going to hunt them down. Like they were, uh, uh, animal and kill them. They yeah. knew that they knew that that's what they were going to do. And that's what they did. <laughs> it's, and then, yeah. you know, once they killed them, like people were like scrambling. This is in like the, the thirties. And people were like scrambling yeah. to take pictures with the bodies and like, you know, trying to touch them in the car so they could say they touched them. You know, it's crazy. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And, and it, I think that last scene was shot so brilliantly. Mm-hmm. And um, I, found, I don't think I'm spoiling anything by no. saying that, you know, Bonnie well, and Clyde died. Yeah. It's um, a, yeah. And they decided <laughs> oh, to no. them. Oh, uh, they, they toured that car around yeah. the United States. Um, but with their bodies yeah. in the car, they paraded it mm-hmm. down the street mm-hmm. and allowed people to just grab at yeah. them and gawk at them. Yeah. Didn't cover anything. No. Um, and at the end of the day, even though they were, you know, criminals and highly wanted and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they were still human beings. Yeah. Um, that deserved respect. But the way they shot it, like. Yeah, it was so moving because when people would grab at them, their body would move, mm-hmm. and it really like just hit home that how disgusting it really was. Yeah, well, they also, if you really think about it, they didn't really humanize Bonnie and Clyde at all no. in the whole movie. Like you barely, you barely saw them. They were kind of like a, um, you know, you wanted to see what they looked like, but you really didn't see what they looked like. Hardly at all. And they never, like, showed them, like, interacting, really. No. And they, there was no, like, turning you t- uh-huh. on their side or anything. No, uh-huh. But you still felt really sad for them at the end of oh, the Oh, sure. Movie. Absolutely. Well, that's the one time they did show them. <laughs> you know, yeah. You're like, oh, shit. You know, okay. So I thought that was pretty fantastic. But, uh, you know, so, like, I, I, you know, when we were talking about this, I don't know why I thought of that. I was just like, you know, I guess it's already been around. Now we just have ways to just you know, show it easy now. Mm -hmm. It's super easy. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think on a certain level, some people who have those mental illnesses, um, they kind of don't even know that what they're doing is as bad as it is. Mm -hmm. And maybe they have something that they think everybody needs to know. Right. So to them, maybe it seems like, you know, everybody else is live streaming, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and live stream this thing that I'm doing. Yeah. You know, cause that's how that works. So that's how that works. Yeah. That's, that's insane yeah. to me, but that's, you know, I didn't know not everyone can smell ants. I just learned that the other day. So I heard this, I, I heard I this. Smell ants. And I smelled ants. See, I, I, I smell ants. so the person who was telling me, they're like, you can't smell ants. And I was like, no. And they're like, I've always been able to smell ants. And I'm like, what? I've never heard of that ever. I can tell if there's too many in a room. I'm like, oh man, you got uh-huh. an ant problem. I can yep. smell them. See, I can smell like mice, smell. but I can't smell ants. Yeah. That's, I, I would, what is the smell like? 
It's like this uh, weird, acrid, like old pea smell almost. Yeah, hmm. like old pea. It's like kind of sweet, but like not in a good way. Like a, hmm. like a gross smell. Yeah. I don't I've know never, how to explain it. Never heard of that before. And everybody's like, I, I just learned. It today, smells like ants. Today I learned that people, not everybody can smell ants. And I was like, what? What the fuck? People can smell ants? Like, I had no idea. It's like it's like when yeah. somebody realized that uh, a third of the population can't eat cilantro because it tastes like soap, you know? Yeah. I think cauliflower tastes like soap. But. Well, it, and that's a, it's all legit. And like the ant thing is, is the same, like the same thing from what I read. It's also a genetic thing. Like some people can, some people yeah. can't. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so what I'm looking up right now is I believe that my least favorite um, ghost hunting douchebag, Zach Bagan. Bagan? Uh-huh. I, be- I believe he bought the Bonnie and Clyde car. Oh, really? That sounds about um, right. But I can't. With all his ghost hunting money? Well, he has a museum. Uh-huh. So I shared a little bit last night in the chat that Zach yeah. Baggins had blocked me on Twitter. Right. Um, and I did that on purpose. So I would watch Zach Baggins and I always just thought he was such a douche. Mm-hmm. Like he starts every single episode of his show with, I'm Zach Baggins. <laughs> um, Come get me ghosts. And he always makes his cohort, Aaron, go and do all the things he doesn't want to. Yeah. So, and he was just in New Mexico. He Well, his episode last week and his episode this week mm-hmm. are in New Mexico. Where? where? Um, so he went to the El Rancho in Gallup, okay. I believe. Oh. And then uh, this week he's going to be at the Swastika Saloon, which is at a bed and breakfast, mm-hmm. I believe, here in Albuquerque. Yeah, somewhere. I've um, heard of it. Yeah, so this week I like watched him. I'll watch him, but I make fun of him relentlessly. Oh, I yeah. voice, I, I literally, it's basically like sci- Mystery Science Theater 3000, but just talking shit about Megan's yeah. if you watch it with me. And so I started tweeting what I said because people thought it was funny. And um, I made fun of his asthma because he opened up a, uh, like a museum of whatever haunted yeah. things. And he was, he literally tripped over an ottoman and would not get up and then said, my asthma. Um, (laughs) He ripped his, he ripped his sequin shirt. uh, Yeah. (laughs) The sequin jeans. Worse than sequin. It's like, he wears like Ed Hardy bullshit or affliction or whatever. He wears sequin jeans too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I tweeted about how much I hate him. And, like, how mean he is to Aaron. And he makes Aaron, like, sleep by himself. And he blames his asthma on why he can't sleep places and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that motherfucker blocked me. <laughs> After two weeks of relentless tweets, he blocked you mean, me. You mean his assistant blocked you, probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's literally. I don't know. His assistant probably was like, what the fuck? I don't know. Uh, yeah. It helps. It makes me feel better if I think Zach Baggins cried and had an asthma attack. That I can understand <laughs> that. Um, so we're at the end of the first hour here. Uh, do you guys have anything to promote? I guess you don't. <laughs> Nobody does, right? With nothing. I do. Okay. I made an Instagram for my resin. Ooh. So you can find me on Instagram at 
Holly's underscore tiny thing. And um, it has a raccoon logo that Hamster made for me. And uh, you can see the things I make. Nice. James, you got anything? Uh, just the usual stuff. I mean, yeah. look for me, uh, Midnight Texas on Hulu or yeah. um, Daybreak on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, my friend's going to be on The Weakest Link tomorrow. What? Th- that's, first, of all, uh, first of all, that show's still around? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I guess uh, tomorrow on NBC, my friend Anna is one of the contestants. I did so not. I'm be watching that. I didn't know that was still around. <laughs> I had no yeah, idea. It's hosted by Jane Lynch now. Oh, really? It's not that mean, like, English lady? Goodbye. <laughs> um, so next Sunday, or next Saturday, we have a show next Saturday. Um, what time did I say? Do you guys remember? Three, I think. Three? Okay. Three. So I, I think, think so I don't think we're going to be able to do it in person. I thought we right. were, but I don't think we are. But next Thursday, next Thursday. <laughs> next, next Saturday at three. We are going to have Silas Sims from Bell's Brewery. Um, they're going to be, he's going to be on, and just some factoids about Bell's Brewing right now. So, Bell's Brewing is based out of uh, Michigan, it's near Kalamazoo. Um, they've been voted this year, 2020, the number one brewery in the United States by the American uh, Home Brewers Association. They, I believe this one, I'm not totally sure, but they, they, they won number one beer in the United States. The, uh, two hearted, uh, ale won mm-hmm. number one by the American homebrewers association. The thing I'm not sure, I think that's five years in a row. The number one wow. beer in the United States. Yeah. They also had, I can't remember the name of the second beer, but they had two beers in the top 10 and they were the only one who had two beers. So we're going to have Silas Sims. Also, they have a couple of beers that are completely non-GMO, and they're working towards completely becoming fully non-GMO. But here's why we're having them on. So so you can buy Bell's Brewing beer here in New Mexico, and they're doing a thing which is, I think, really important right now. So they're raising money for New Mexico food banks. So they're going to put... $5,200 towards the storehouse, which is actually like three blocks or, you know, about five blocks that way from my house storehouse. They're going to give $1,200 to, let me see. Let me see if I can pronounce this place. I'm, you know, I'm from New Mexico, but I still have problems with stuff like that. Let me pull it up here. Where did I stick that at? Um, uh, that's the right one. Oh, so they're going to do, they're going to give, uh, I'm sorry. They're going to have $1,600 to the food depot, which is in Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. And then what is the other one? Casa de Peregrinos in Las Cruces. They're going to give $1,200 to. So how can other people help out? Do you ask? So how, if you go to a liquor store in New Mexico, um, specifically Albertsons, Kelly's, Total Wine. There's going to be posters and stand-ups, and they're going to have a QR code. And if you scan that QR code, you can you can donate. And their goal, they're they're donating, you know, eight eight thousand dollars, and they want people wow. to match, and they want to raise sixteen thousand for New Mexico food banks. 
Wow, and that's awesome. If you go to the Tendrink Minimum website, tendrinkminimum.com, the storehouse poster is on there, and you can scan the QR code, and you can donate money. So, so please go do that. Yeah. I mean, with a lot of people with their with no uh, um, people out of jobs, out of work, I mean, the storehouse, you know, st- you know, the places like the storehouse and uh, Food Depot and um, how would I say Casa? <laughs> how do you say it? It's very tough. Casa de, let me pull it up again. Casa de Peregrinos. That's, yeah, that's, you know, places like that, you know, they, they definitely need money to keep going, to stay open, to help people. So go to our website and I'm going to, I'm going to put up all three posters, but we're going to have Silas here next Saturday. We're going to do a Saturday show, Saturday afternoon. And we're going to have the, one, one of the biggest, best breweries in the country on the show. It's Super excited. Awesome. It's going to be excited. But uh, yeah, we're going to. Take a break. We'll come back about seven ten. Um, so are they just gonna drop some beer off on my porch for me, or how's this work? Do you want beer? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll how make. Does that work, I'll make sure you guys get. Uh, I'll. We'll figure out a way. So. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but definitely, yeah. Uh, we we definitely drink. We do the show. Oh, check out check us out on Facebook. Uh, add us on Facebook. Add us on Instagram. All the social media. If you go onto our website to go donate, you know. Be sure to click through and you know add us on all the social media. Uh, we'll definitely be drinking with Silas with some bells. You guys should as well. But always remember, never get too drunk. Don't get too drunk to jerk. jerk. Tendrinkminimum.com. <laughs> I sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom Okay, back for the Billy slash Wavy Hour. I'm your host. It's Sunday night. It's 10 drink minimum. Let's bring everybody back in. Holly's back. James is back. Hi, everyone. Question for the Billy Hour while I was on uh, break. Okay. Someone Uh, asked you a question or you, you came up with a question? I came up with a question. Oh. Is that okay? No. But no, go ahead. No, okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> so I know I've been bringing up Saturday Night Live a lot, but that's because um, I I am getting to see my heroes do like their thing, and I haven't been able to watch more than clips before now. Um, and it made me think, like, what is who is one person, living or dead, mm-hmm. that influenced you from a young young age? Mm-hmm. Um, that you wish you could just sit down and ask one question to, and what would it be? Ooh. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> it's pretty I, easy. I don't know about the question, but I know who I would sit down with. Okay. Uh, mine would be Bob Dylan, hands down. Okay. For real. Like, I would like to that's sit down. I'd love to sit down with Bob Dylan. 
But what would the question be? Um, man, I guess my question probably to him would be like, how do you feel? Um, how do you feel about your body of work? You know, how do you feel about it? Because you know he was such a you know transformative artist. Like you know back in the day they said Madonna was you know she could she could you know re re. Um, Reinvent herself. Reinvent herself. And like Bob Dylan is like the original of that. Yeah. You know, he went through so many different phases. But I mean, as a whole, I mean, I would want to know like how he feels about his body of work. Okay. You know? That's a good question for Bob Dylan for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I, you know, after I left, I'd be like, why didn't I ask this? Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> uh, James. Um. Jeez, I don't know. I mean, honestly, the most influential person in my life is my brother. Yeah. I, I could ask him whatever Aww. I want all the time. That's so cute. Yeah. I mean, he really is. Like, uh, so I'm like, what would I ask him? I don't know. I call him up all the time. Or he'll call me out. He'll be like, hey, James. Yeah. Stop talking about your work. No one wants to hear that. And I'm like, oh, thanks. You're right. <laughs> right. Nobody gives a fuck. Oh shit! You're right, man. If you're gonna say something, make sure it's someone something yeah. that everyone wants to hear. And I'm like, audit, Matt. Thanks. I got. I want to talk about me for a while. And he's like, well, no one fucking cares about you. Good call. You dumb motherfucker. Sorry if there's so, kids watching. Sorry if your kids are he's watching. Me a lot. Who? Uh, so Holly, I mean, I guess the who? Who then for you? Uh, for me, I think uh, my my love and adoration for Gilda Radner has Ooh. been reignited and. Yeah. I've actually gotten to the point, like getting to actually see like a lot of her smaller bits mm-hmm. that I had never seen from the first just, season. Yeah, instead of just the famous ones. Yeah, so she she does a lot of things um, where she's like super vulnerable without people even really knowing it until she came out with her autobiography. We didn't realize that she actually didn't have a drug problem. Mm-hmm. She had an eating disorder. And um, a lot of her smaller bits are vulnerable without people even knowing it at the time where she's like, she makes fun of herself for how much she's trying to diet, but she eats on her way back to her office and all this stuff. Um, And I think my number one question to her would be like, how does she feel about those moments? Um, Hmm. And would she have handled them differently? Um, Yeah. Like, did she feel like it was helping her? Was it catharsis or does she think it made it worse? Um, because I do that a lot in my comedy as well. Okay. Um, but I fell in love with her all over again. And I think it's it's another, I, I agree with you that like, I would probably walk away from that conversation and have 10 million questions for her. So dumb. <laughs> but she died of ovarian cancer mm-hmm. as well. And um so we also, you know, I had ovarian cancer. Um, and what I did find out in, you know, re-researching her is that she started a, uh, she started, really started the discussion on that we needed earlier um, diagnosis and research and all that stuff. Right. Um, and I, I think, uh, I can't remember his name right now, the love of her life. Uh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, thank you. Gene Wilder really continued that after she passed away. Yeah. Um, so, of course, now I'm, like, obsessed 
uh, and I need to read her autobiography and all kinds of stuff, but she really was brilliant. Her and Jane Curtin, mm-hmm. I don't know how they did it, yeah. but they're my heroes for sure. Well, and you you got to wonder too, like what was her relationship like with Gene Wilder? I mean, I've never dated. So when you're doing something where you like perform and you, you know, yeah. I've never dated someone who also does something like that. Yeah. So also being like with somebody who's also super funny and you're yeah. super funny. I just wonder like. Well, so she dated Belushi. It's mm-hmm. no secret. She dated Belushi. Right. She dated. Um, I think, I, Bill, I think Bill Murray too. Watching, yeah. She did. She dated Dan Aykroyd. She one time said that she had a hard time watching <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, uh, she said one time that watching Ghostbusters was hard for her because it was a movie filled with her exes. Um, <laughs> that's going to be terrible. That's going to be right. awful. Yeah. Oh, um, no. But uh, so I think a lot of those relationships didn't work out because uh, they were in the same vein. Right. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, Belushi and all of them were trying to make it on Saturday Night Live, and I would imagine that it would be competitive. I've dated another comedian, and it, I, you know, we were so different that it was okay. Um, but I think with Gene Wilder, they were a little bit different in what they were trying to achieve. Yeah. And um, she has also said that Gene, um, Gene inspired her and changed her life, and Gene said the same thing about her. So. Mm-hmm. I, I think they were just magical people. They just had an, an amazing love for each other. They also did films together. So I think they used it to their advantage. I'm trying to think of it. Well, the other the one thing I wanted to talk about where, where you're going, they were also all stolen from the Harvard Radio Hour. Like oh, they absolutely. Like they were all like, you know, the Harvard Lampoon magazine. Had, oh, yeah, yeah. Had a radio show called the Harvard Lampoon Hour. And they were yeah. all on it, like Chevy Chase, her, um, a bunch of them, Dan Aykroyd. And whenever they went to do Saturday Night Live, they actually hit up the people who started the Harvard Lampoon to do Saturday Night Live. And it was Doug Kenny, and he was not, yeah. in, he wasn't interested in doing it. And right. so then they like they gave it to Lauren Michaels, and then Lauren Michaels hired all those all those people from out, out from under him and Doug Kinney right. was really pissed about it. Yeah. I went on to do the, like national lampoon, right? Well, I'm yeah, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They got stolen from national lampoon. They, okay. Yeah, the, yeah. the guys were from Harvard lampoon and that started national lampoon. And then they yeah. started the national lampoon hour and uh, on radio. And there's a, there's right. a documentary. You can watch it on uh, Amazon prime about it. And then they made a movie about and it. There's a movie about it too. About Doug Kinney. Um, oh, what is it called? Like drunk, stupid, and dead, or something? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Drunk, stupid, and nearly dead. Or yeah, something. no, dead because he died. Because he. But yeah, but I think it's no. called or something. Let me see. Yeah. It's uh, what Will Forte? Mm-hmm. Yeah, stupid. And both of them were good though. Yeah, I like. But it was yeah, um, and. But yeah, I think like. Uh, I really look up to Gilda and Jane, mm-hmm. especially because uh, if you read anything about those early years, mm-hmm. Chevy Chase was absolutely a sh- terrible. To a shitbag. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he's gone, I think, by the third season. No. He's out of there. He was gone after the first season. Oh, yeah. Second season, Jane Curtin takes over Weekend Update. And uh, Bill Murray Um, took his place. And then when he hosted, Bill Murray punched him in the face. Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. You can tell after Chevy leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the the environment changes a lot for mm-hmm. the women. If you notice, the sketches are um, less, uh, you know, demeaning, I guess, and they were involved more. And mm-hmm. you could tell that the, the women felt more comfortable to have more control over what yeah. they were in and what they said. So I, I really just, I can't imagine the amount of permission those women had to ask yeah. To do a lot of the bits that they did. I just read a new thing where I think it was Christmas Vacation. It was one of the vacation movies. A director just like walked off set because he couldn't handle Chevy Chase anymore. I can't imagine. He's just like, I mean, he, he, he's one of those people that like whenever I was growing up, he was very beloved. And now yeah. you look back on him as like, Ugh, what a shit bag, you know? Nobody oh, that man. has ever worked with him has anything Mm-mm. good to say about him. <laughs> They Did do you not. See the uh, Comedy Central roast the Chevy Chase. Uh, yeah. Like hardly anybody yeah, showed was, up. Like no one that famous. Was, that was yeah. That was pretty good. They had some mean things to say about him. Well, He's just there, all shaking his head all. Yeah, but it was like a bunch, like a Mark Maron's there. Mm-hmm. And it, and like it was all these people that were not his peers because no one would show up. None of them would roast him. I don't blame them. They were just like, "Fuck this guy." That's terrible. My favorite. My favorite line from that was. Uh, here we go, everyone. Chevy Chase, living proof you can literally snort the funny out of someone. Ooh. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. Um, I have rediscovered one of my favorite bits, which is Land Shark. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to, my dad used to Land Shark me and he like grab me and tickle me and say he was Land Shark. <laughs> I'm just a dolphin. <laughs> Candy Graham. Candy Graham. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you that shark? No, I'm just a dolphin. <laughs> well and that bit originated as them making fun of jaws too <laughs> and then it just it kept going and got more and more ridiculous yeah. uh it's great did you I'm know that did you know the the cheeseburger uh the cheeseburger yes. cheese, you know where that came from that That's was a real place in chicago and i have been there and john belushi's parents my favorite bit. his parents owned it yeah i was yeah. like that's crazy but I mean, you I know, got to go yeah. to there, and it was great. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, yeah. two Pepsi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was uh, it Belushi's parents' place or something? Something. It was or somebody like I was reading about because like, I because like they're making a documentary about him, or they made a documentary about him. Oh, good. And it's about to come out. Um, and they were talking about that. So here's another like you know this is the way we are. So we just go down rabbit holes. So have you ever <laughs> seen? the john belushi biopic called wired yes it's terrible it is but have you ever heard the back what the back story of it all i've heard things yeah so Uh, you know who played him right michael chiklis oh that's right. the guy who was from the shield and the commish so whenever they were whenever they were making that movie the guy who made it like everyone was like you know, it's too soon. Don't make this movie. And he kind of did it like against everybody's like wishes, like Dan Aykroyd, all well, of them. And the, they did an autopsy scene and like all kinds uh-huh. of, it's terrible. And he's like alive, like he's talking during it. 
And so Michael Chiklis doesn't know all this, like that these people are like against it. And he did the movie. I think he probably knew at some point, but he did the movie. And because he did that movie, he got blacklisted in Hollywood. No one would hire him. And he didn't work for like 10 years. I'm sorry he deserved it. Anybody involved in that movie deserves yeah. Anything they get. Well, I don't think he should not work for 10 years because, I mean, you're an actor and you're coming out of like, yeah. you're hungry. Like, you know, you're like, I mean, I, I get that. But also, I feel like you look at a script for somebody who's just died mm-hmm. and you look at that script and the way that it was done was so disgusting. Yeah. And Belushi's wife was oh, traumatized. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. Just all of it was terrible. But like he I can't remember what movie like he had to have like one of his friends. What movie was it? Um, let's see here. Wired in eighty nine. That was his first movie. That was the first movie he ever made. Wow. And then he got blacklisted immediately. They're like, "You'll never work." And uh, so then he, he would did all right. Finally, but then like you know, he he talks about it. The commish. Yeah, he got oh, that. I mean, James, how would you feel about that? Like, if what? you got a script for a movie. And it was a very famous person Mm -hmm. who had just passed away. Like, I can't remember how long it was after he passed away, but it was, it was not long enough. Yeah. And, um, it was, you know, just kind of distasteful. Would you turn it down or would you take it? I don't know. It depends on who was making it. Right. Okay. If someone, I mean, like, you know, if somebody amazing was like doing it and it was going to be like real, you know turn out well i mean the, the movie wired does not make him look good at all no yeah i don't know that's that's really that's a, that's a yeah. really hard one i mean yeah i'm contracted to certain companies i could be required to be in it that's true right that's but, but then you get blacklisted because you know my question is you know yeah i don't know i i love the shield i think the shield is amazing the shield is good you know um i remember what would Vic mackey do <laughs> that was from uh <laughs> weeds <laughs> He he would plant evidence, kill a hooker. <laughs> you know? Another what, show I also really love. What would Vic Mackey do? I have a question. This is like I, I yeah. you know, it's kind of in the same vein. So Alex okay. Alex Trebek passed away. Right. And everybody, I mean, it's super sad. Alex Trebek is like very beloved. I thought he was, you know, you know, and then yeah. he, he had a really good sense of humor about the sketches on SNL. I yeah. recently watched on uh, Imager. Someone posted a video of Alex Trebek. Uh, bloopers where he's cussing and so here listening to Alex Trebek say the words fuck and shit is like whoa yeah Yeah. and um, so now the big question is who do you think can replace Alex Trebek on Jeopardy you talk about scrutiny and I mean this goes back I mean he didn't die but like Bob Barker when he retired you know that was a you know I mean Bob Barker I don't think it was I don't know he's pretty he was pretty beloved yeah. Uh, I wish we could just have Norm McDonald write <laughs> SNL sketches that they could do during real Jeopardy games and then right. it would be all right. Right. And then uh, I watched a video of Alex Trebek doing rap lyrics from <laughs> from uh from Jeopardy. Oh, but like Yes. So the front runners that I've heard of right now are Ken Jennings. Okay. Which he did ho- he's already hosted a couple times and Alex Trebek took breaks. They asked Ken Jennings to do True. it. True. Okay. I've heard Jeopardy a lot of Shepard. people want uh, LeVar Burton. 
I would be okay with LeVar Burton. I've heard that one. That's a big one. And I mean, audience, you can, people listening, you guys can also throw this out. So who do you think, who else do you think could be in the running to be the new host of Jeopardy? How about Um, uh, Eugene Levy? Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. I haven't thought of that. Yeah. Or. Um, I I feel like it has to be somebody um, wholesome and smart Mm -hmm. and witty. What about David Um, Levy? Well, he's uh, he's got a bit of a he's got a bit of a career coming up. Yeah, him, you're so you're right. He's gonna yeah. he's he's gonna blow up pretty big. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Me too. I just for me, it's so unfathomable. Mm-hmm. Like Alex Trebek has been part of my life since I was born. Yeah. I can't oh, yeah. remember a time Alex Trebek wasn't on TV. That's like that's like Pat and think. Pat and Vanna White, Pat Sajak, mm-hmm. Vanna White. Like I remember when Pat Sajak. Remember- you know what's that? I just remember Eugene Levy used to do an impression of him on uh, is that Chicago-based group? Uh, SCTV, Second oh. City, Second yeah. City, yeah. And I was wow. like, he could just keep doing that. Yeah, but I was <laughs> like, be even better now. I was like, I'm all for it. I love Eugene Levy, though. I have yeah. never seen a thing Eugene Levy has done that I mm. haven't loved him. But I the, just think he's great. The thing That's with what Tre- my votes on <laughs> the thing with Alex Trebek. Is like he was so stoic. Like he'd be yeah. like, he'd be like, uh, the Spartans. Sorry, you know. And you're just like, oh man. Like he, you didn't feel too bad that you missed it, but yeah. You know, maybe you've heard of the Piggly Wiggly, <laughs> and people are like, oh, <laughs> you know. He was just uh, like very, very like monotone too. Really, he he like also. With Sean Connery and mm. Alex Trebek dying so close together, <laughs> yeah. you think it would be in poor taste for Saturday Night Live for Suck one it, night Trebek. only to yeah. bring back? Yeah, I I think that'd be a great way to pay tribute. Well, but. do you know, like you know, Daryl Hammond was Sean Connery, right? And you know, he's mm-hmm. the he's the announcer now for SNL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people didn't know that. I was like, yeah, they brought him back, and um, well, thought- because the announcer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, away. What was his name? I was going to um, say John Pardo, but that wasn't it. Let's see. I can't remember, but it might have been Don Pardo. Don Pardo, uh, a snow announcer, was Don Pardo, all yeah, the way to so 2014. Easter, that sounds right. They would put little Easter egg things of like the commercials yeah. they did in the very beginning. They would have like Don Pardo, like yeah. whatever, yeah. and that was uh, a little hat tip to him. Right. Um but he was the same voice for all those years. Uh, but I'm okay with Daryl Hammond doing it. I, I think like I think he is. I'm looking it up. I'm pretty sure Daryl Hammond is now, right? I think so. I'm looking it up. Um, I know he's back on SNL. Let's see. See, I never. I always miss the uh, the the intro parts to SNL now because it keeps getting yeah. like cut off by my local news, which is annoying really? shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite part of the show, honestly. Mm-hmm. Not it's my all, favorite. And now, Saturday like, Night Live, already in progress. And I'm like, ah. Uh, why am I watching this live on Saturdays anyway? I'm oh, yeah. He is. Yeah. Intro. He is. He's the announcer. Yeah. I thought I had heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and Daryl had such a great career, I believe, um, with Saturday Night Live. Who's Mark Evan Jackson? I don't know who that that is. Oh, no, that is good. That is really good. 
Um, have you ever watched Brooklyn uh, Nine Nine? Oh yeah. He's the husband of uh, Holt. That is really oh. good. I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. That would. This be... is why we need Billy in the Billy Hour. Right. Yeah. There we go. And or even even the guy who plays Holt, I think that guy would be fantastic as well. But he has to be in the character of Holt the whole time. That's him, yeah. <laughs> Mark Evan Jackson, dude. Billy, that is a that is stellar. Like that guy, I could see him doing Jeopardy. That would be fantastic. It's like Ooh, wow. You know who else might be kind of interesting is Bill Nye. Ooh, that'd be enough because he's also you know I mean we could probably you know because he I always wondered like how well how good. Would Alex Trebek do on Jeopardy? You know, like how good would he have actually done? Because he kind of was. There was times he was a little condescending, and you're just like, you know, you're like, hey, Alex, can you do this? You know what that was? You know, you know the periodic table? Yeah. <laughs> you and then know, he was do, like, I'm laughing all the way to the bank. Do you know? Do you know potent potables there, Alex? No, but uh, I feel like Bill Nye would like. Oh, I have another. I have another good one. Um, what is his name? Um, shit. Now that someone said Bill Nye, that's another good one. Um, God, him and Bill Nye are like, they have this competition to make their house like the greenest. Um, God, what is his name? He's the astrology guy, right? No, he's an actor and he like pops up every once in a while and I just love him so much. He's so good. Yeah. Um, Hold on. I listen to Bill Nye's podcast. Have you guys listened to that? No. It no. is so good. Let me see. It is so good. So Hamster okay. is really sciencey. He's a biology yeah. major, so mm-hmm. he listens to sciencey things. Yeah. Bill Nye is sassy and he's <laughs> outspoken and I love it. So I've got the guy, Ed Bigley Jr. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's who it is. Ed Bigley that Jr. That would be a good one. That would be a good one. I think he could he be always a good shows host. up and everything, just he just bicycles <laughs> up. Talks about the environment and like yeah. solar yeah. energy and like bicycles away. Yeah. But him and like yeah. Ed Bigley, him and uh, Bill Nye like live next door to each other, and they have mm-hmm. this like green off where they try to make their house more green than the other person. You know, mm-hmm. at, you know, as you do, like you do. Uh, but yeah, if you get a chance to listen to Bill Nye's podcast, mm-hmm. it is super interesting. Yeah, it's great. I love it so much. What? You see a whole different side to him. Because when we were when I was a kid, Bill and I was like, you know, the Mister Rogers of science. Yeah. And you hear him cuss and stuff mm-hmm. in this podcast. It's it's interesting. Oh, well, they had that on his Netflix show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about it's uh, just, it shows a different side. Also, I just mean, gets angry at the end of every episode. <laughs> this this is a this is a dark a dark horse one, but uh-huh. I think it would, might be a good one. Uh, Gary Cole. Oh, not Gary Coleman, Gary Cole. Like it's a Cole. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'll pull mm-hmm. him up. I'll pull him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who that is? Like who I'm talking about? I'll pull it him up. It sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. It also sounds yeah. like somebody who murdered people. So. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to need oh. that report. Oh, yeah, I think he would be great. His character from Office Space. He'd be like, yeah, potent potables. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to answer that now. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the Alex Trebek. Let's see. 
Alex Trebek cussing because it's so funny. Swearing. What if we had a female Why not? Alex Trebek? Why not? Um. Hmm, who would be good? Jane Lynch, no. So keep watching <laughs> Jeopardy. She hosts everything. She's already got her things going. Yeah. <laughs> she so so Jane Lynch hosts everything. Right. The channel. She can have her own channel. That is a good, okay, that's a good things. question too now. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it while you're watching this. But like, okay. that's a good one. What female could replace, could be the new Alex Trebek? Okay. Ron. But uh, this is a, a thing I stumbled upon. It's very short. It's not very long. It's a minute and eight seconds, but it's Alex Trebek swearing during bloopers. And it's pretty amazing because it's like you just, you know, you put these people on a pedestal and you're just like, oh, wow. But here you go. So keep watching Jeopardy 24 hours a day and call this number. Yeah, dumb son of a bitch. You don't watch it 24 hours a day. <laughs> There's a daily cash prize of $1,000 and... No. Oh, this one, they, they bleep them out. I, they actually, when I was watching, you could hear them. You gotta find the video that this video is talking about. Let me find it. Let's see. I like that no. first one. You don't watch this show 24 hours a day. You dumb son, son, of, a dumb bitch. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Winnebago Man. Yeah. What is I want to find the one. Yeah, there's one that's like totally him just going off. Let me see. The New York Post will probably have it. Let me see if this is it. Maybe not. I don't know. So keep watching Jeopardy 24 hours a day and call this number. Yeah, dumb son of a bitch. You don't watch it 24 hours a day. No, it's the same one. Man, I found one the other day that was like him really like going off. Maybe it's this one. So keep watching Jeopardy 24 hours a day and call this number. Yeah, dumb son of a bitch. You don't watch it 24 hours a day. There's a daily cash prize of $1,000 and fuck. No shit. Call now and play phone Jeopardy. She drank the poison that Captain Hook intended for Peter Pan. Tinkerbell! He didn't cuzzle them, but. Fuck them. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Fuck them. Fuck them. Okay. It's so weird, so right? I, I feel. So hear me out. Some yeah. of these uh, females that I came up with okay. are a little. Like, it's probably not going to happen because it's a little below their pay grade. But, like, just imagine these actresses hosting okay. Jeopardy. Okay. Like Meryl Streep. Yeah, she would be stoic. She would be like, like, yeah, stoic. Definitely. Dame Judy Dent. <laughs> that might. Um, I mean, that'd be amazing. <laughs> who's the other one? Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. That was my next one. Oh, I think she would be really good. Yeah. Um, or like Jodie Foster. Okay. That's a you good know? one, man. Uh, that's a really good one. Um, I think she would be really, really good. Melissa- Julie Andrews. Okay. She would be really good. Melissa McCarthy. I don't think she would ever do it, yeah. but but you know who I think actually would be really good is Betty White. <laughs> Betty White's ninety nine years old. I know, but she's still 
amazing. Yeah, no, I know. But like, then we'd be like, she'd be on the show for like two years and be like, don't say that, Chris. Yeah, don't, don't jinx speak it that. into the universe. <laughs> have you seen She's the uh, national treasure? Have you seen that cartoon that really- they, they put out every time someone dies and it's the Grim Reaper doing a claw machine and he's like, is there even a Betty White in here? <laughs> I was like, I always think that's pretty so amazing. Um, Helen Hunt. That uh, okay? Cool. Oh, I just thought of some. Maybe this, you know, who? Um, let me. Um, what is her name? You just gave me an idea. I'm pulling it up. Um, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter would be great. Yeah, from Raising Arizona. Uh, Kelly Ripa. I don't know. I know she does her morning thing. And I don't she's know. Too chipper, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Kathleen Turner. That okay? Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, Angela Lansbury. <laughs> we're we're back in the Betty White position. I know, yeah. but also, just think of how cute they would we be. Want, we want people to grow up with this person. They'll be like, well, I grew okay, up with okay. this person. Fair, fair. I think you can use her actual British accent. Yeah. <laughs> what about Emma Stone? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there. I don't know. So I was thinking Melissa McCarthy, then I changed my mind. Because, like, Emma Stone, I think, would be the same. They would be, they, they would be too silly to do it. I think you can't be silly and do it. I think she could tone it down, though. Yeah. I think she has done things where she's kind of toned things down. I like Melissa McCarthy a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Um, but she, yeah. Oh, Leslie Jones. Oh, snack. And she left SNL. She did. Yeah, she said yeah, it was. She, she's she hosting something now, of, too. What is, yeah. what is she hosting now? She, uh, she's hosting. Uh, what is she hosting? She's hosting. Just, a, oh, Supermarket Sweep. She's oh, hosting. For oh, for real? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Can you? Okay. So I've never watched this show. What is the appeal of that show? Oh, it's great. So okay, I think I think it's great now mm-hmm. because I'm like a stay-at-home mom, and my life is saving money at the grocery store mm-hmm. so I can buy myself things. Does that make sense? Like I have a budget, and if I want more wine, mm-hmm. I spend less on groceries okay so you have to run through the supermarket super quick and get all these things do you get to keep the stuff it's it's kind of like prices right meets you're going for the best savings it's been around for a while i mean what do you win though what do you win it's like prices right you win things oh you know how do you each challenge you like Anyway, it's a fun show. You should watch it. And I'm sure Leslie Jones make, Leslie Jones makes it so much better. But now mm-hmm. I got even more ideas. Kate McKinnon. Kate that McKinnon. was my first, but I don't know. Have you watched the Have you watched Price is Right with Drew Carey? Yeah. What do you think? I, I, I was... miss Parker. Hmm? Well, yeah. I miss him, but like I like you can definitely see there's less misogyny. <laughs> On the yeah. show, because like that was the first time like like under Bob Barker there would have never been a a pregnant model, b True. a male model. True. So, um, I don't hate Drew Carey on it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I think the nostalgia for me, like I only watched. 
Price is Right for the nostalgia at this point. Yeah. Because I would watch it in high school in the band room during lunch. Um, Not that the might funny be the costumes. nerdiest thing I've seen. Right. Oh, yeah, and the costumes. Well, um, but I, I mean, I like Drew Carey. I don't think he's terrible. No. What do you think? I of... want, but go ahead. Also, every time I watch it, I want him to do like, whose line is it? Anyway, oh yeah, yeah. What do you think about <laughs> that? As like, okay, so basically, I mean, Drew Carey, you know, had to go like whenever they, you know, they offered it to him. It, it was a, it was a choice. Like basically, you're going to be the Price Is Right host till you retire. It's pretty yeah. much, you know, you know, that's kind of how it is. As a comedian, how do you feel about that as a career choice? Do you think that was a good choice for him? Um, I think everybody is different. And let me put it this mm-hmm. way. I've had to think about these things uh, very differently since COVID and yeah. since having a family now. Right. So before I had a family that I, that I would miss terribly, my biggest dream was just to have no worries and go on the road, me and Mitch just in a car, and that's it. And now it's like if somebody offered me a job where I could still be a little bit witty and make money to support my family, yeah. if I had already had a comedy career, I think I would take it in a heartbeat. Okay. You know? Yeah. But I think it depends on the person. Like if you're Dave Chappelle and they offer you prices right, mm-hmm. I think you're going to say no. I, I don't agree with that at all. Really? I don't think Dave Chappelle would do it. I think then he would have to drastically change because he would. So Drew Carey yeah. has always kind of been. I mean, maybe Dave Chappelle, like but a dirty comedian, a comedian mm-hmm. or a raunchy comedian, yeah. or you know any of that. I think if Dave Chappelle had, I think it would be a harder choice for Dave Chappelle. Is what I'm saying. Okay. He already tra- he already transitioned into it. Yeah. So let me ask you this: stand up TV show. Whose line is it anyway? Yeah, I mean it's a yeah. job. Every, every, kind of... All of it's all of it's a job. Let me ask you yeah. this question because I know the answer, and this okay. is why. I, that's why I, I, if you would have asked me before I knew the answer, I would have agreed with you on the Dave Chappelle thing. Okay. How much money do you think Drew Carey makes for one episode of The Price Is Right? I think he makes a lot of money. One I don't think it's a, a money decision. Well, but like five episodes, there's five episodes in a week, right? Yep. How much do you think he makes for one episode of that show? I would say it's in the millions. Well, I mean, you're saying he makes up in the millions per episode? No, per week. He makes millions oh. per week. What do you think he makes in one episode? I would um, say at least like 200,000. Way off. Yeah, I was going to. I was way say off. Two hundred fifty thousand. Way off. Six, eight. Way off. Really? Five hundred thousand. Way off. Low. Am I too low? Nope. <laughs> too high. One hundred. One hundred thousand. No, no. You, you were. I'm sorry. You were too. Yeah, you were too high. Uh, you, you weren't too low. You need to keep going. Oh. Okay. At five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So seven hundred thousand dollars. Too low. A million. He makes a million dollars. An episode. So he's um, making episode. More than cast members of The Simpsons. Wow. <laughs> no, no, dude. Doing a show though, five days a week. <laughs> let me let me put it to you this way. This is what I was saying. This is the point I was trying to make. Drew Carey and Dave Chappelle are in two totally yeah. different positions in their life, right? Yeah. Just like I'm in a completely, I'm in a horrible position. So if I got offered Price Is Right, I would for sure yeah. take it. 
But you look at somebody who has built a career and is seen as like a hero of comedians. Yeah. Like Chappelle. And then you offer him prices, right? That's a huge leap. Right. But for Carrie, it was like stand-up comedian TV show. Holy whose f- line is it anyway? Yeah. Price is Right was a natural progression, plus he's offered that money. But Whereas it's like, Dave Chappelle is very happy in Ohio, okay. and he, he tours, and he uh-huh. makes a lot of money. So. Well, sure, but Drew Carey makes $48 million a season of a season of The Price is Right. So there's 48 episodes. Now think about that. They film multiple episodes in a day. A day? Right. Yeah. So, so he's, he, make, <laughs> he's making $48 million for like working for like a couple months. Two days. Yeah, you know, because I know they film like three episodes a day. So, yeah. But also, I mean, you got to think about that. I've like those hours are <laughs> like he has to be witty and ready. Oh yeah, yeah. No, but it's or, a hard like job. that entire He's time, that's got to be really sure, hard. Sure, but then the the amount of downtime you have is probably astronomical with your forty eight million dollars a year. Right. <laughs> so I mean. I mean when you're at the end of your career, and I mean, like, you know, Dave, the thing with Dave Chappelle, he's not at that. He's not at the end of his career. No. Uh, Carrie is at the end of his career. I think if, if you're at the end of your career, you'd be dumb to turn it down. Well, I think, okay. And that's just the truth. I think if you would have asked Dave Chappelle when he quit his show and left, he might. Cause no, like he would you know? have said, so I just watched the David Letterman thing. He was just yeah. done with TV. Yeah. He was done. He was just done. He didn't well, want to go back. They made him work like astronomical hours. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want to do it. He didn't yeah. want to do TV. He thought TV was dumb. But I mean, I just think, I'm not saying that Drew Carey is like at the bottom of the barrel of his career no. because obviously he's not. I but, think that's a great career decision. But I mean, he but doesn't. you have to get the comedy out of your system yeah. first. He also doesn't have, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. He can uh, he can do the prices right for how whenever they film it. And then once they're done filming for the year and they have the episodes that they just need to show, he then can go on the road and do whatever the fuck he wants. Well, mm, I'm going to tell doesn't you right pro- now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't if he, he produce a couple other right. TV shows? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's, still, he's, he's still a producer on new, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, this is the point I was trying to make and maybe didn't make it correctly. Yeah. When you become like a TV game show host of Price is Right, yes, you could go on the road, yeah. but you're not going to be able to tell the jokes you want to tell. I'll tell you that right now. You have yeah. an image to uphold. Oh, sure. If you say yeah, yeah. the wrong thing, you're yeah. going to be... Um, so that's what I am That's what I was trying to say. Is yeah. like, um, if you're the type of person who thrives for... So like a Bill Burr, or a Dave Chappelle, or mm-hmm. a me, or a right. you know somebody who likes to be controversial and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the hard decision would come in. Well, because, but I, you know, I, I equate him now with like Jay Leno, and yeah. Jay Leno would still do comedy, even though he was on the Tonight Show. He would yeah. still do stand up, and what right. he would do is is he had his own private jet because he's fucking Jay Leno. And he would, you know, fly to whatever casino was at. Jay Leno doesn't give a shit about that money. He probably, Jay Leno probably lost money, you know, doing oh, yeah. stand up at the end. He would fly at the end. He's not dead. He probably still does it. But like he would, like, if he was at the casino, say, a TV show. say he's at the casino here in Albuquerque, he, you know, a, a ticket's probably 75 to 100 bucks, depending on where you sit. And Jay mm-hmm. Leno's flying his private plane to the airport here. 
the yeah. casino's picking him up. His room's paid for. He does his show. He wouldn't stay the night. He would get on his plane. He would fly back. Uh huh. So, I mean, that's the life I dream of. So, I yeah. mean, Price is Right or Jeopardy or anything. If you want to hire me, I'm down <laughs> for a million dollars a day. Sure. Million dollars a show. Forty I mean, million. I would take way less than that. I'll right. take five thousand dollars a day. Hire me. I will. Yeah, I will. Uh, <laughs> I will. I will take way less. Yeah, I'll take a hundred. <laughs> I'll take a hundred thousand. Uh, I don't. I don't need. If you let me still tour and say horrible things, on come stage, on down. Yeah, you're the next I contestant. Will take it. So Holly, have you seen the movie? I don't think you have because it's not. It's on Amazon Prime. It was supposed to go to the theaters, but it didn't. But it's a movie called The Opening Act with Jimmy Yang. Oh, it's. I actually was planning on watching that tonight. I've seen it. Is it good? I. I liked it a lot, but I would like to hear your five people that Uh suggested it to me, and I was planning to watch it tonight. They suggested was it comedians? What's that? Was it comedians? Um, there was two comedians that Mm -hmm. did, and a another person that was like, "Oh, I saw a preview for this. I think you should watch it." It's pretty funny in the fact that, like, it's not. I mean, it's not a funny movie, but it's about it's about stand up. It's about a guy who's you know. He, it, it, okay. It's about a guy who's jumping from open mic to paid comic. Oh, and wow. and he's in it. Jimmy Yang is the is the main guy, but uh, Cedric the Entertainer is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, God, what's the guy's name from uh, SNL? Um, was really called? vague. No, I know yeah, he, he's he's of one things. of the. I know he's a current cast member. Um, hold on, I'll, I'm pulling it up. Pete uh, Davidson. No, 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 no. He's actually like <laughs> I couldn't remember. Like I've seen him on SNL multiple times. But I couldn't remember his name. Um, Alex Moffat. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a big Moffat. character in it. And then there's random like Bill Burr pops up. Um, oh, what is his name? Um, a cup. Tom Tom Segura pops up. Oh. Uh, Roy Wood Jr. Who we met pops up. Yes, he came um, to my open mic. I know. I talked I to it. Like it was so funny because like so many comedians were kept bothering him. He came over and sat next to me, and he started talking to me. And I, he was yeah. like, he was asking questions about stuff, and I was just like, oh, cool. And I was like, what are you doing here in town? And he's like, oh, I'm doing a Netflix thing. And I was like, cool. But yeah. Roy Wood Jr. pops up in it. Um, who else? Uh, but it's yeah, it's it's you know Whitney Cummings is in it. Um, yeah. Kin oh Kin uh, Kin Jong's in it. Um, oh. Neil Brennan is in it. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, it's yeah. I so was planning on watching that tonight. I I okay. So. I'm glad because I'd like to hear what you think about it because I thought it was I I liked it a lot. You know, and I thought it was a really good thing to point out, like to um hit on that you know that aspect of being a comedian, like where you know you're doing open mics and you're constantly trying to get stage time, and they're like, you yeah. know, you don't get stage time if you don't bring people. You know, it's one of yeah. those. You know, and. uh then you know he gets a break, and you know it's, it, yeah, it, it's kind of it, here. It's yeah. I think uh, one thing I I uh, have done a lot of during mm-hmm. COVID is thinking about comedy because mm-hmm. I miss it so much. Um, but I also have been thinking about the things I don't miss so much. Yeah, and um, uh, I don't miss 
the shows here in Albuquerque, like I haven't done them in quite a while because I decided they weren't worth my time. Right. But not necessarily bringer shows, but the mm-hmm. shows where the booker has booked, you know, 15 or 16 comedians. And by yeah. the time you get up there, if you're offered the headlining spot that the audience has either left or fallen asleep or they're mm-hmm. so drunk, they they can't function. Yeah, um, I don't miss that. <laughs> oh, uh, who else was it's in it? It's the headliner. What's uh, fall out uh, of chair. oh, Russell uh, Russell Peters is in it too. Oh, yeah, I love Russell that's his name, Peters. right? Russell Peters. Russell um, Peters is it Peters or Peterson? The guy who's Indian, yeah, Russell Peters, the guy who's like yeah. Indian, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's in it. He's great. in it too. And the it, it's I feel like um, because it's it's really a microscope. On, yeah. on a weekend of stand-up really is what it is. <laughs> and it's – I thought it was fantastic. I was like, wow, okay. You know, I probably – you know, I wonder if I still have it. I could watch it again. <laughs> I might watch it again. But I thought yeah, it was and good. You know, I, but that was my plan. Yeah. I've, I've heard from so many people that I need to watch it. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. Lately, I've missed stand-up so much that I've been writing material for Danny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's all up on on the coffee table. You're a good crowd. You guys are a good crowd. She's like, uh, yeah. anybody here from... Uh, you see your friends, try this out on them. <laughs> anybody here from Albuquerque? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been having mini comedy shows for my four-year-old. And, you know, I think it's been a good exercise, though, because I think I lean yeah. on um, certain types of material. Yeah. And I've been having to make jokes that are, one, appropriate for a four-year-old, and two, that she can understand, which is not a lot. <laughs> I wrote some material about my little pony characters. <laughs> you're all, you're all. So I was in the, uh, the kitchen today and, uh, you know, you guys, you guys go in the kitchen, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, it's Ryan Patrick Freeman from what's up, baby Q. Hello. Uh, Ooh, I should probably announce that news. Oh, <gasps> there is. Is it that time? Are you no, things? Uh, no, I have news for me. So Ryan Patrick Freeman uh, hosts a podcast called What's Up ABQ, where they talk they talk to people around Albuquerque, kind of you know, like a little bit like we do, but they're you know they're very more like you know they're more like more about just Albuquerque, and yeah. uh, he hosts it with his uh, uh, his sister Lindsay, uh-huh. and you know we're we're part of the Brawls Podcasters Guild and. Lindsay is one of the founding members. Well, her husband Lorenzo, who's also uh, they her her and him, they host Parenting versus uh, podcast mm-hmm. podcast Parenting versus podcasting, and then she also does the show with Ryan with What's Up ABQ. Well, Lorenzo was a teacher here. When he decided he doesn't want to do that anymore, and he got a job with a major company, and they're moving to Portland. So she will no longer be able to do the podcast, What's Up, ABQ. And I have volunteered to be the new co-host of What's Up, ABQ podcast. Awesome. Starting in January. So, yeah. Yay, that's exciting. Well, and it's a, for you, Chris. It's a bi-monthly show, and, you know, we're going to talk to people about Albuquerque. And I was like, I was like, well, I know a lot about Albuquerque. I can do it. You know, and Ryan, he's like, he's like really, 
like congenial and nice and I'm like an asshole. So we contrast each uh, other really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. So yeah. So it's going to be cool, man. I think it's going to be neat, you know, neat to branch out and do other things, you know, I, and I mean, I'll still be here every Sunday. I'll still do this show. I we forget. all do other things. Yeah. So, you know, my porn, know. my porn, my, my <laughs> porno career will still be there, guys. My, oh, good. my, I'm you really, know, Pornhub. I'm waiting know. for Debbie <clears throat> to be like, Christopher. <laughs> you know, what's funny. Yeah. I was watching, I was watching, um, the uh, show the other day, mm-hmm. our, uh, the opening of this for, show, uh, Borella's podcasters. Oh. Yeah. I yeah, was yeah. watching that. You know, I know Lorenzo too. I just okay. don't know where from. Yeah. I think I might have worked with him as well. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny. Like James is like, I don't know these people that, and they all like know you because you're just fucking James <laughs> Smiley. You know, everybody's like, oh yeah, that guy. That guy's uh, you're very memorable. Yeah, like they're like James. Yeah, I know that guy. He's a trip. Oh, you know? speaking of which, James, yeah. I have a funny story for you that I can't believe I held on to until just now. What is it? Uh, so Danny, my my lovely daughter, has a crush on James, but Ooh. she now has moved on. Okay. Um, and and she still thinks you're handsome and sweet, and she mm. still likes you. But and you didn't call her. You on the back burner. But you didn't call as her. As far as I can tell, you didn't call. You didn't call her. Son of a um, bitch. You know, but. She she has met a young man named mm. Alex that she uh he is six years old, so two years older than her. What? Um, yeah. Wait a minute. And she has a crush on him. Yes. Oh man. That's a much wait, wait, better wait. age. Wait, wait. Than... wait, wait. He's in school? <sighs> she's with someone <laughs> she's interested in someone who's in school, I see. Hmm. I know. We better clamp and, down on this. And the cutest thing is he doesn't like her to tell him he's handsome. He told her that's a big no. It Ooh. makes him uncomfortable. Uh, he likes to play Fortnite. Um, and she tried to kiss him, and he also didn't like that. So all these things are things that her dad really enjoys about Alex. Um, so I just thought I would break the news to you, uh, James, that you might be off the hook. But she was asking my mom... I'm going to say no on both of those, but I don't know the answer. Uh, to be honest, I don't know the truth on that. Yeah. For all I know, James worked for both um, of those places. I, ha- I have not. Uh, <laughs> James so is not much of a worker. Thing. I'm just kidding. James, yeah, work? Uh, that's funny. My mom <sighs> came over <laughs> to eat dinner with us, mm-hmm. and Danny uh, thinks that she needs to marry someone and suggested mm-hmm. my sweet and handsome friend James to marry my mom. So that's what's going on in my family right now is okay. James is just being passed around, apparently. Very nice. So Very so nice. how old is your mom? <laughs> uh, my mom is 50. How old am 50, I? 50, 50 something. No. 50 something. She's 50 something. And James is 30 something. Yeah. Because he won't no, tell you. That's all right. Because James won't tell they're, you. They're, 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 neither of them are in my range there. Sorry. Yeah. It's, you know, both of them are just on two different yeah. spectrums of not being in your range. <laughs> but that's, that's right. how Plus, highly 
Danny thinks of you, James. Yeah. She loves my mom so very much. And she just was saying how, you know, she didn't think it was going to work out with you two. So, mm-hmm. you know, Mimi should date you. So My mom tells stories. So this, does my, my desperation just comes off yeah. like so easy? James really needs someone. Someone. <laughs> if so, it's not me, somebody. <laughs> so my mom, my mom tells stories about my older I have an older sister. Yeah. And when we were kids, I guess she, when she was Danny's age, she was in love with Fonzie from Happy Days. Oh. And she would constantly like talk about how Fonzie was her boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. Well, then one day she was like, well, I no longer love Fonzie because he's never called. Oh. And then that was it. Like oh. he, she was done. She would not date. You know, yes. Fonzie was no longer her boyfriend. Yes. That's what happens. Yeah. So I feel like she's about to get a lesson though, because it sounds to me like Alex might not be as interested in her as she is in him. Oh. Because he doesn't like it when she calls him handsome and he got mad when she kissed him. Although mm-hmm. I don't know, it's been a long time since I was four and six. Well, you so, know what? Oh, I remember the first girl that I was supposedly like dating. I told Danny the same thing when she mm-hmm. I, when she called me handsome. I said thank you very much, but I prefer to be called pretty. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you remember the like? So when I was in kindergarten, I was supposedly dating this girl, Amy Fain. That was her name, mm. and, and uh, I still remember that to this day. It's like, I, I mean, I don't know what that means. Married, you know what's that? I married Derek Dahl in mm-hmm. first grade. <laughs> Actually, I had a little boyfriend in kindergarten yeah. named Zach. I don't remember his last name, but Derek Dahl, uh, I married in first grade and his best friend, Kenneth, we were all three friends, Kenneth, Derek, me, we were all three friends, but I married both of them at certain times. Um, yeah. Did you ever tell, I have a question. Did you ever say to Kenneth, what's the frequency, Kenneth? (laughs) I did not. Do you know the reference? Does, any, does no one know this reference? I've That's said it. REM. Yes. Um, REM. So uh, so a big fan of Tom of uh, of REM was Tom Brokoff. Was that I think it was Tom oh. Brokoff. And Tom Brokoff was like doing some sort of thing when he was a when he was a news journalist, and he was like going to introduce, or he was going to uh, introduce. He was going to interview. He was like in a bad neighborhood, and he was walking around trying to like find people to like interview. And he went up to this homeless guy, and the homeless guy looked up at him, and he said, "What's the frequency, Kenneth?" And REM made a song called "What's the Frequency, Kenneth." And you look that up now. What's that? Excited, yeah. and then and so you'll know it instantly. Yeah, the second and, you hear it, you're mm-hmm. all, "What's the frequency?" Uh, and it was huge. But I I say that like I've brought that back. Like uh, people will say, "Hey," and I'll be all, "What's the frequency, Kenneth?" Like you know, "What's up?" And they're like, "What?" <laughs> you know, like like they just fucking like. <laughs> Like they think, I'm like, still friends with Kenneth, yeah. so you know, I'll maybe yeah. I'll try well, that. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Like, who knows? Like, who knows you what did it meant? Marry him. Yeah. Michael, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to stay friends with us people. Uh, let's yeah. just I the the not person always. I legally married, I am not friends with because it's not oh, that's, good. That's because be you brought the law in. <laughs> Big mistake. It ruined everything. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I'm looking up to make sure I didn't just make up all that. <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> it's from it's from word. so it's from the it's from the back. record it's from the record monster. So okay. um, I remember the song. 
I'll check it yeah. out. I'm pretty sure that that's what it came from. I want to say it was Tom Brokaw, but it may have been. It was somebody. It was some news anchor that was like famous when I was in the 90s. Um, oh, man. Yeah. And I could be completely crazy on that one, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Well, but, I do remember the song, so yeah. you're not wrong on that one. Yeah. I'm I don't look- remember that. I'm I'm sure when I hear it, I'll remember it. But I and was it, also oh. very. I'm younger than oh, you no, guys. Oh no no! So Sorry. I, Dan Rather. <laughs> Dan Rather. Oh, yeah. I love Dan Rather. Yeah, that's who it was. He's a big Ardian fan. Okay, so he was actually a, the song title refers to an incident in New York City in 1986 when two then unknown assailants attacked journalist Dan Rather while repeating. Kenneth, what is the frequency? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I gotta listen to this song. Yeah, what's the frequency? Yeah, it's from Mon- it was yeah, I don't remember it was big. <laughs> but I always say like when people are like, hey, I got something to tell you, what's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> like what? What? I'm just gonna start saying that to you now. Okay. I'll know what it means. I mean, I'm not crazy. I remember <laughs> I remember, yeah. <laughs> that played all the time. Uh, oh yeah. You guys have to remember I was small in the nineties, so Well, you're small now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> but uh yeah. I was teeny. Man. I was a munchkin. I don't know, man. I, uh... I, I wanna say this real quick. I have a I have a little bit of you know, it, we're like ten over but I still, feel, I still, I'm still feeling it. You guys feeling it, or are you are you done? I'm feeling it. I'm okay. good. Still a little overdrive. I might have to take a potty break, yeah. but I'm good. Still a little overdrive here. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, at, I'm out of hot right... tea. But that's fine. Well, well, that's when you. Just I get... will be right back. Talk okay. amongst yourselves. I, I will be right back. I hope you get that reference. If not, that sounds weird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the reference. It was a Chris. Farley bit. Oh. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, no, that was uh, Chris Farley and uh, Mike Myers. Talk amongst yeah. yourselves. Yeah. yeah. Coffee ah. talk. Coffee talk. I'll give you a subject. Right. A peanut is neither a pea nor a nut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't. I have Peacock Network as well. I should go back through and watch. I mean,. I want to watch the ones from like when I grew up and was actually watching it. Yeah, I've seen those in forever. So when I was a kid, Coffee uh, Talk and Church Lady. Yeah, I was born in '75, and SNL came out. Um, first year. What was the first year? I want to say it was '77 or '76. I want to say '76. No, but I could October 11th, 1975. So. I was born, and I'm older than what SNL. SNL. October. Oh, yeah. First episode. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I loved watching SNL. My mom would always watch. Like, it was like the hippest, hottest thing. So my parents, my mom, my mom for too. sure would always watch it. So I would always say that my knee hurt, my leg hurt. And I would come out, and I was like, I can't sleep. And I would go watch uh, SNL with my mom. I remember, like, the episodes with the bees. I remember the yeah, sharks. The bees. Like, the bee. like watching it live yeah so that's crazy but like when i really like when i really was watching it and i really remember 
it was the non Lorne Michael days when he, you know, he quit after like the original cast left and people hated it. But I remember, man, I loved it. Like I loved um, because Eddie Murphy came in, they brought in uh, Billy Crystal and they brought in, um, fuck, Joe Piscopo. Oh, Um, you're going to get there. They brought in, um, who else was it? Um, Oh, um, Martin Short. Oh, yeah. From SCTV. And he was uh, Ed Grimley. Whatever I must say. And then he put like his mm-hmm. hands like right here on his head. Yeah. And he had the little, the little like weird like hair thing. <laughs> and uh, man, I, I remember like vividly watching an Eddie Murphy. I need to watch those years. Because I don't think I've really watched those years. When they would do the, uh, the buckwheat stuff. Oh, that was like fucking gold where Eddie Murphy was buckwheat, grown up buckwheat from the fucking little rascals. Oh, Tay. And uh, then they did a whole, they made made fun of uh, Dallas because on the TV show Dallas, someone shot JR. So then on uh, SNL, who shot buckwheat? And, you know, those were all good. And then, and then he was, he was Gumby. I'm Gumby, damn it. Oh. And that was like that was his impression of Gumby. He would be wearing the outfit and he'd be like, I'm Gumby, damn it. And that was it. <laughs> I love it. Would you think I'm doing this because I'm green? <laughs> yeah. He was just surly. Gumby. You got problems because I'm green? Yeah. He was just surly, like all the time. And then Mr. I don't remember those days, so I'm oh. excited to get to those. But my generation, yeah. Daryl oh. Hammond. Yeah. Um or Daryl. What year? What year? What what years? Um, I can't remember a time not watching yeah. SNL. I was just explaining this to Hamster. Mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live has yeah. always been part of my life. I can't remember a time it didn't exist. I have a question, but, but go for it. Yeah. My first memory of SNL is somebody playing Ross Perot. Oh, it was, uh, it was, um, Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about the barn. We got to clean out the barn, and he would do that. He would do that little voice. He'd be like, "We got to clean out the barn. I got my my coat." You know. And then they have the other guy, and he'd be like deaf. <laughs> and it was um, yeah. Phil Hartman as yeah. the other guy. Yeah. Phil Hartman is obviously one of my favorites. Um, We're gonna come in here. We're gonna clean out the barn. We're gonna do some good. We're gonna do. Let me go over to my my vice president. <laughs> yeah. Are fuzzy. So yeah. I think whatever years like Chris Farley was on. Yeah. Um, those are like peak for me and then going into mm-hmm. like maybe, I don't know. I can't remember a time in my life that it wasn't. No. What I really, life, what I really so. hate, what I really hate though, and I have this question for you. I yeah. always hate, so SNL to me is a roller coaster. Uh-huh. Like you, 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 you know, like it almost, they almost took it off the air after the original cast left. Yeah, and Eddie Murphy single-handedly saved Saturday Night yeah. Live, and then he left, and it was like Joe Piscopo and Billy Crystal and those guys, and it was mm-hmm. still really good. But like every here's here's the reality. But I really hate how people perceive it who don't pay attention. But the reality, like I'm you, I'm like you. It has never not been a part of my life. Like I was born the same year it came in. Um, yeah. So here's here's my opinion of the trajectory of SNL. You have this cast that comes in, and it takes them a little while to get their chemistry, get their footing, and mm-hmm. they 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 suck right away, <laughs> and yeah. people are super critical, 
and then yeah. slowly they get better, and then all of a sudden, it's the best shit on TV, and they yeah. all get super famous, and or you know, three or four of them get super famous, and they they leave, and then I think it depends on the cast. Yeah. I I think there have been casts that were great and could carry the show after um, people left, like when yeah. Will Ferrell left. Yeah, um, that was a hit. When, sure, you know. Um, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no. What is your question? So, sorry. <laughs> no, so like like so then I feel like that that happens mm-hmm. and it, it's just it's just the normal thing. But now they're still bringing in the new people. Mm-hmm. But they do this thing now where they're like, "Ooh, we want to bring someone famous in and hire them." You know, you brought this up before. I don't like it. I was thinking about it, and as I've been watching the uh, old mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live, yeah. okay, they, they've they kind of always done that. I think when things are intense and yeah. things are um, troubling, they'll yeah. bring people in. Like, you know, Lily Tomlin would pop in. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they had and guest stars, and they always had secondary. No, guest no, stars. no. Yeah. But James, they're not doing. They're not doing guest stars. They Alec Baldwin is a that. cast. He's a cast member now. But I. But what I yeah. guess I'm saying yeah. is that I think it depends on what's going on politically. Mm-hmm. I think it depends where the country's at politically, sure, and sure. I think it depends how the cast feels about it. I think if somebody doesn't, if they don't have somebody on the cast that feels like they could pull off. Somebody like Donald Trump or somebody like Joe Biden. Uh, I feel like since they have gotten so much criticism, uh-huh. I feel like they kind of, um, you know, they'll bring in Alec Baldwin or they'll bring in Jim Carrey or whatever. So before um, Alec Baldwin, they, let me let me stop you and then I'll let you finish. Before Alec yeah. Baldwin, Daryl Hammond did Trump, and yeah. he thought he was going to do Trump because he's a cast member, and they said no, and they brought in Alec Baldwin. I mean, in that circumstance, I would rather Daryl Hammond do it. That's what I'm saying. But I think it's up to the cast. And I think, like, in these (coughs) times where people are sharing stuff, people are inundated with Mm -hmm. uh, these people constantly, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I think they, they really have to be more careful and so if somebody on the cast, especially if they're newer, mm. they might not feel comfortable doing that. Sure. So I'm totally fine but with it. How do you feel about well, they might, Jim Carrey? They might say Biden. something like they may something say t- something terrible like the next mm. week and get fired. Well but what do you th- they had a few but that's but cast that, okay. like, Oh, it's a new guy. And but, they're like, Never mind. El- He's gone. But I always feel like SNL has been a star maker, not a star mm-hmm. bringer. And mm-hmm. and I feel like Alec Baldwin. I thought Alec Baldwin was a one-off, and then all of a sudden they brought Jim Carrey in as Biden. And I've seen his Biden, and it's not it's not a good impression. It's just Jim Carrey looking like Biden. Yeah, and doing. I mean, um, Jim Carrey. I think uh, that uh, this cast also. I don't is know. A little bit, I think this He's cast. Got the teeth. Is, yeah, but he doesn't have the. I think this, you know, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, Holly. It's okay. Um, I think this cast though. Um is a little different. They've had mm. a lot of big losses on the Saturday oh, yeah. Night Live cast. Yep. I mean, Keenan's still there. <laughs> but um, over the last few years, like, yeah. you know, Leslie Jones left and, mm-hmm. and Pete Davidson went through some mental health stuff and yep. I thought it was really great that, yeah. that Lauren let him take some time. Um, 
but I think like uh, they've had a lot of big changes and a lot of shakeups, and I think um, they they're still making stars in that these people are in the writing room and they're they're writing these these bits. Yeah, I think they're still learning how to be on SNL. Oh, um, you've got some killers on there, man. You've got Kyle Mooney. You've got I mean, Cecily not Strong. That not killers, but maybe they don't feel comfortable doing yeah. it. Um, they're still probably I, they're writing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, like it's said, not like Alec Baldwin's in the writing write. room. All, I'm no. going to say this. Yeah. No, he's not. No. Absolutely not. Okay. And I, I think they're writing the bits, and I think mm-hmm. that that's enough for them. And Dude. I think that's the mm-hmm. thing. So they have Beck Bennett, who's amazing. A.D. Bryant, yeah. who's amazing. Michael Che, so, amazing. Pete Davidson, amazing. Mikey Day, um, Heidi Gardner, who's amazing. Oh, yeah. Colin um, Jost, actually, amazing. Actually, you know what? Now that you pointed out, this really is a badass cast. Yeah, so, I'm not even done. You know, Kate McKinnon. They don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Alex Moffat, Kyle Mooney, uh, yeah. Chris Red. he's also yeah. – honestly, I – what is what is Keenan's thing, dude? What when are you gonna go some like do something else? It's like fifteen. This is all he's ever wanted to do. Is it? Yeah, this was his life goal is to oh. be on Saturday Night Live, and he's now the longest running cast ever, member, which pisses me. Ever. I mean, he was and, he was on all that. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that stopped, he was on the Keenan yeah, and Kel show. Kel I know. I don't the exact this same thing. And then right goal. after that, he got hired on. I don't like SNL. him. This is all he's ever done. I don't like. I don't think he's good. But like, how he, dare you, Chris? I don't think. I think he's great at what he does, and I I think he's. I uh, here's the thing I like about Keenan. I mm. think he's in the spirit of of the original Saturday Night Live. I think he keeps that spirit alive. Yeah. I think he does a great job, but I think this was his life dream, well, and I love that he's still there. Well, so my thing is, is the person that he beat out for longest cast member, I think, is one of the greatest cast members of all time. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman? Phil oh, Hartman yeah. was absolutely... I mean, and, nobody's ever well, going to live up to Phil Hartman. And, and I was actually just about to compare him to Phil Hartman. Like, you son of a bitch. You, you have, someone, not, they're you have not. someone that's a heart and soul of the show because they've been there for so long. It's a constant. Yeah. And it'd be so hard Oof. to think about that show without them there. Phil Hartman was yeah. amazing. And, and Phil Hartman started comedy later in life. He's like the yeah. quintessential, like, you know, you, you look at him and go, you know, I'm too old. No, you're not. That guy yeah. was that guy was so like when he went to news radio, I was so upset because like that's the only character he was doing is the character on news radio, and it's like yeah, oh, he's so talented, you know. I loved him so much, and, and when he passed away, that was heartbreaking. Well, yeah, that was, that was crazy. That but, situation so, is uh, just yeah heartbreaking to on so day, many levels. Yeah, to this day, the only celebrity that's died that I actually felt bad about. Oh man, I was I was like blown away i was, I was like, like no loved chris phil, farley hartman. And phil hartman are my chris favorite. farley was a big one too chris farley was one of the greatest physical comedians of of the of you know the later time i don't know i don't know what, what well, era, and the but... heartbreaking part about it is that he never thought he was good yeah he he hated everything he did because all he wanted to do was stand-up comedy mm-hmm. he didn't want to be a physical comedian he wanted to be a stand-up and it just, he wasn't good at no. it. And so everything he did, he thought was horrible. And as a matter of fact, when he did Beverly Hills Ninja. Right. So good. He cried. I have that movie. 
he cried because he hated it so much. So I can't yeah. watch that movie now. Now that I know that like yeah. he thought he let down his own father watching that movie and that he was an embarrassment and that he had gotten paid all this money to do something he didn't think he he didn't think was good. Right. And I lo- so I, lo- I don't I love that movie. I own it on I- DVD. I can go get it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch it. I cannot bring myself to watch Aww. it since uh his partner in crime uh got David, David Spade. Spade said David Spade told that story i was just like i can't i cannot fat guy in a little coat i know it makes me so sad that he never thought he was talented because he was so talented (laughs) if you if you ever get a chance and i you know i hate to promote somebody who's out of our wheelhouse jay moore like the early episodes of the jay moore show you probably a podcast you probably have to pay for it now he tells a lot of farley stories like how, <clears throat> like they once bet Farley like ten bucks he wouldn't shit out the window, and like he totally shit out the window, you know. Or anytime they would say do this to Spade, he would always go and do like fucked up shit to Spade, you know. <laughs> and Jay, I, you know, uh, yeah. I love hearing stories about him because he's one of those yeah. people that I could see myself being friends with. That mm-hmm. like he just it, it, there is no embarrassing mm-hmm. him. He would just do it, and well, I think that's great. <clears throat> Yeah, and uh, so I have a weird uh, connection to SNL, and I think I'll tell okay. the story, and then I'll you know we'll we'll be done I think here. So <laughs> when I worked uh, when I first moved to Albuquerque, I was working as a property manager, and then uh, my girlfriend of seven years left me, uh, old co-host of the show, Adrian, and uh, <clears throat> so I was like wanted to get out of the property management. So I hit up somebody that I knew, and. Uh, and they were like, yeah, you can go work for this company that has uh, Chevron stations. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll give you the, I'll give you a, you know, good recommendation. So I got the job. And the guy, like we were like technicians. We would go to get different gas stations and we'd work on gas pumps and all this stuff. Well, our boss was named Mark. And Mark was from uh, from Brooklyn, New York. And, you know, one day he like made a quote from like the Big Lebowski and I like, I like, did the next line of the quote and he was just like, Oh, you know this? And I was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. So then like he and I became friends. He was my boss, but we kind of became friends. So what Mark used to do is he was a carpenter in New York and he became a production guy for 10 years on SNL. And his, uh, his um, forte was breakaway. They called him a breakaway specialist. Oh yeah. So they would have to make the furniture so they could break it. And, and, or a wall that had to be busted through. Yeah. Him and his buddy were like the the, the best at it. And he was like, wow. "Yeah, you would you would you would take um, styrofoam and you would get a big piece, carve it to look like brick, paint it, bust through it, take the pieces, glue glue it all back together, repaint it, so oh that it was God. pre-broken." Right. All that- just to have yeah. Chris Farley crash into well, it. Well, and then you would have to do, and if it was like a furniture or something, you had to do if three. More than one. You had to do three. You had to do one for dress, one for rehearsal, and one in case. So he built the coffee table that Chris Farley goes through in the down. I'm the you know I live in a van down by the river. Speaker. Yeah. Yes. And I was just like, no way. To me, that was just like Star Trek. You're the one who built the coffee table that Chris Farley went through. He's like, oh, yeah. 
And, you know, it's all made out of balsa wood. And he was, like, telling me how, like, dangerous it was to work with because you get it in your lungs and all that shit. So then I was like, you know, I'd ask him questions all the time. And I was like, so did you really get to talk to the cast? And he's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> he's like, they never, you know, they, you know, they were, like, above you. Yeah. And, and he was like, except for, he's like, there was one cast member in the 10 years he worked there that felt uncomfortable hanging out with stars and the other cast members. And he only felt comfortable hanging out with the blue collar people. That's the only thing. Like, no. It wasn't. Mm-mm. Tracy Morgan. Oh, that's not surprising. Yeah. He would just hang out with the people working because he, he just knew, you know, that he just felt more comfortable around him. So he was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I, I, I hung out with Tracy Morgan all the time. I was like, well, that's crazy, you know. But, I love Tracy Morgan. Did you guys? So have you guys watched any of the new uh, Saturday Night Live? No, I've watched. Yeah, I watched no, the. Uh, I, I watched some like of the Chappelle. Season. One of some of the Chappelle, the Bill Burr. You know, I love the Bill Burr one. Uh, I love the Sam Adams commercial. Oh my I've, god! I've watched it so many times. Um, I can't remember if it was this. I don't, now that I'm thinking about it, it wasn't this season. But yeah. I'm catching uh, Hamster up on like the episodes since Trump got elected to now. Yeah. Um, and there was an episode where somebody pretended to be Trace. Oh no! It was this season. No, maybe not. Will Ferrell was hosting. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, one day. I've been yeah. watching so much Saturday Night Live, it's all blending together. Um, yeah. And he pretended to be, uh, he got Tracy Morgan voice because Ryan Reynolds <laughs> oh, was yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. And he comes out and he he like talks about him and then he goes, you ever do that again though, I'm going to have to smack you in your face. <laughs> it was so good. I'm going to get you pregnant, Liz Lemon. Um, <laughs> oh if you ever God. get a chance, if you ever get a chance, watch the YouTube. Well, you'll see it. Like if you get there, the YouTube video where they're all saying goodbye to, um, Will Ferrell on his last episode, <laughs> and yeah. like everyone's like super nice except for Tracy Morgan. He just like trashes him the entire time. Yeah. It's like, it's and like, uh, tr- so Thirty Rock, Tracy Jordan, yeah, is based on <laughs> loosely based on Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Um, no the way. 40th anniversary, <laughs> the 40th anniversary episode of Saturday Night Live also is a great moment because we all thought Tracy Morgan was gonna die after yeah. his accident. And he walked out, and it was like right after the memorial oh, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. that they were doing. And uh, Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin were talking about him, and it was so cute and emotional. And you never expect him to be cute and emotional because he's, he's such a like roaster. <sighs> All right. Well, I've got to I've got to head out, guys. It's it's. Me too. I feel like we've Late. done enough damage for this Saturday. We gave you an extra thirty minutes since we weren't here last week, so. We can sure talk. Yeah. Some little extra treasures there. Yeah. So we'll be here next Saturday. Our show will not be next Sunday night. It'll be next Saturday. And we will have uh, Silas Sims from the number one brewery in the United States, Bell's Brewing. This has actually been in the works for a couple of years now to get him on the show to talk about Bell's Brewing. So pretty excited. Uh, Very excited. Yeah. Hamster has never been more excited. Yeah. Um, go on our um, website, tenderingmenom.com. There's a poster for um, the storehouse, and you can donate money to help people who can't uh, – they, they can't eat. 
I mean, it's just that. That's just that. People need to eat. So I know I'm going to donate some money. So they're trying to raise, they've already, they're giving $8,000 to New Mexico food banks and they would like for people to match them with another 8,000. 8, I think you could do, we could do 10 or 15,000, but you know, we'll see. People, hey, it's hard times. 30,000. F and A, cotton. <laughs> Dodgeball. Not my job. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for being here Sunday. Thank you guys. Uh, we'll try to figure out, we'll figure out Saturday. You know, okay. I'll see what's going on. I'll try to, you know, and we'll get beer to you so somehow, some way. Um, but yeah. So you guys want to promote anything real quick? Um, if you would like to see what I am making out of resin, hmm. uh, please follow my Instagram, Polly's underscore tiny things. Uh, you can also find me on Etsy, mm-hmm. and my name on there is Holly's Tiny Things. So yeah. uh, please do that and buy my resin art so I can feel loved again. Nice. Um, and that's it. I am not going to Greeley, Colorado anymore on November 20th. Yeah. So Yeah, that sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. Unbuy your tickets. It is what it is. Well, if they're still doing the show, I mean. Are they still doing the yeah, show or no? Yeah, still doing show and you live in that area then yeah. like please for be sure, safe be it. safe and then james what do you got uh you're you're on uh several shows on netflix people can find you and oh yeah as per usual you can uh, check me out on uh hulu or on uh, streaming on nbc just mm-hmm. uh midnight texas uh the brave yeah and on netflix you can see me on daybreak and i think it's the only thing i'm on right now nice um yeah tendrickminimum.com Instagram, Tendrink, Instagram, or Twitter, Tendrink Minimum, Facebook.com forward slash Tendrink. With that, thank you guys for watching. With that, we are Tendrink Minimum. Boom. <laughs>